It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. Simon, what's up, man? I don't know, but that sounded professional. That was good. <laughs> I practice it to, uh, a lot. Sometimes <laughs> I sometimes I have a lot of beers before we record, and so it, it becomes really slurred. This time, I wait so that the viewers can hear the nice, crisp... <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's fake. That was the soundboard, guys. We're getting real professional yeah. in here. Yeah. That, I mean... That was good. It was slow, and it was... Yeah. yeah. We're, 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 we're getting it figured out, guys. We're figuring out, after 115 episodes of the podcast, <laughs> we're figuring out how to actually do it. So, welcome back. What's going on with you, man? Not much. It's been a long week, a long mm-hmm. day. I did get some... I got in a fun little toy in, so I was pretty nice. excited about that. I got my Mezco... Uh, P40 Hawk. Oh, holy crap. That's way bigger and more detailed than it looks in the uh, in the pictures. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't give it its due. No, Wait. like the pictures that I saw in the press press release, the Mexico press, press release, I don't, I feel like it just didn't look that detailed. That looks, that looks really good. Yeah. Uh, well, and so his head... I expected it, like we had mentioned before, to be almost like a street shark type body. Mm-hmm. And there's a second head that's like a tank head. Anyway, I thought they looked kind of goofy. I was a little disappointed. I like this airplane head. Um, you were disappointed before or were you disappointed? I was after disappointed you? when I saw that it was like a regular figure with <laughs> just a regular weird head. Yeah. But then having him in hand and even with that other tank head, that's pretty large. I think he's cool, man. I, I, he's one of my favorite figures next to, I haven't seen the tank head, but I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Next to probably doc nocturnal and just the, uh, Gomez figure that I have like the hazard squad. Those are, those are my top three. I really like that hazard squad one too. That's one of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. I, I don't own any of them. Um, (laughs) <laughs> sort of a, a warrior yeah, collector. A, my top three of your figures. Yeah, the top the top ones that we collect together. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's that, good, man. It was exciting. Yeah, I, this week is. Uh, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I have to redirect these to Walgreens because I'm never home to sign for them because an adult has to sign for these. Do you know someone at Walgreens that signs for them, or do they just accept? Packages? It's a yeah, they'll they'll. It's like a drop off point. But wow, I, I didn't know that. It's so difficult to get them to give you your package. They were like, "Do you have the tracking number? Do you have your ID? Can I have a pint of your blood? You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, right. We need a sperm sample, a stool sample, and a blood sample mixed together. Yeah, mixed like, together, like oil and water. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, work. This is my first full week without my wife she didn't leave me yet or anything like that but uh she's she's (laughs) out of town for work and i just i did not realize like i thought i did a lot but i did not realize how much my wife did and it uh it hit me kind of hard it took a little while to adjust i think we're good now but 
it was like my son start, started soccer and this is nothing no one ever cares about but man i was like <laughs> the most stressed out that i could ever be yesterday and it was just like layers on layers on layers and also we live in texas so it was 101 degrees so it's like being stressed out to the maximum and then living on the sun at the same time <laughs> so thursday i could have walked into ongoing traffic if i didn't have my children with me so <laughs> uh thank god for them i can't wait for my wife to be back uh but yeah that's all it's going school sucks as usual <laughs> yeah i bet Nicole's- i'm too old man i'm way too old for that shit Nicole's been spending a lot, a lot of time doing schoolwork, and it seems like I'm with you. I'm too old for this shit. Like, I guess I'm just going to be me forever. <laughs> yeah, um, like I have to take a math class, and I'm like, I've I've lived an adult life. Uh, I'm in my mid-30s. I've lived an adult life. So, like, I know that I don't need any of this stuff. <laughs> right. But yeah. I know for a fact I'm not going to go and be, like, a mathematician after this. I have no use to solve any sort of mathematical problems like this in r- the real world. Like, yeah. yes, I, I agree that, you know, these olden t- techniques and things shouldn't be lost, but also like teach it to the people that want to learn it. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> that mean this ish. Yeah. Cause I, I have, I have a cell phone. Right. Yeah. It will still suck when the whole, when all the electricity goes out and I'll need to divide up, jelly beans in a jar between me and the rest of the surviving community but uh we're not there yet i still have a cell phone yeah we're <laughs> even then you'll have it at least for <laughs> eight hours you know yeah yeah it's sparingly true. i'll use that all on incognito mode and you got those solar powered uh calculators i'm sure you could find one of those so that's true good. and even now i'm just i'm like yeah i don't i don't know that's just me complaining sorry guys that's not what you came here for you came here to talk some nerdy stuff. So Simon got some cool figures in. I finally got some bags and boards in. They're very sparse throughout the United States because I don't know. Nerds, you know, I, man. The world, the world shut down and a lot of things stopped. Like they stopped making a bunch of stuff. So it's, they're sparse, but I finally got like probably 200 of both. Mm. I went through all of those in one night. Damn. Just for the, the past few just the past past month and a half organizing, putting everything up. So uh, yeah, that sucks. So now I don't have any. And if I get any new books, they're going to be destroyed. So it sucks to suck. <laughs> have Welcome you been... to the depressed episode. of the... <laughs> <laughs> Have you been stressed? Like every time you get new books, just having them, what in folders uh, or something? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I don't though. I keep, I have like a box. And I put them in and I, I keep them pretty separate. Uh, I did have one out that was, I just, I don't know why it was sort of like next to the stove on the, ca- uh, the counter uh, and something spilt on it. And I was just like, you know what? I don't even give a shit. It's like, <laughs> I really don't care. Like I, if it was something that was really, really important then I'd probably, but then even then I'd be like, who cares, man? Well, What's, yeah. What is life? <laughs> so what is life but sorrow? <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. If you're listening to this and you have troubles, call the suicide hotline. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll put on, on the visual version. We like have the suicide prevention number on. Uh, suicide's not a joke. That's a, there's a real number out there. I don't know it. I should Unless you're a clown, myself. and then it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What else has been going on with you, man? Just uh, busy working, doing all your shows, teaching all your clothes. You're a busy dude. 
Yeah, I taught my second class on Thursday, and that one went really well. Uh, once everyone saw why they, you know, once everyone saw why they were building these diorama pieces and all this shit, and they put it next to these toys, and then I showed them how to like mess with angles and lighting and like make things look real. They shit mm. their pants in excitement. So, yeah, that's really cool. Six adults in that class were really having fun. <laughs> no kids. <laughs> Yeah, you got to get past that first. You got to get past that intro, man. The intro always sucks to everything. Well, it's also kind of so when I was explaining what I wanted to do, they were like, "Okay, so it's like a photography class." I'm like, "Not the first class." Yeah, it's like uh, put away your cameras. Yeah, I'm like, "Sorry, guys, we're building dioramas today." <laughs> and I hope you brought your toys. So that's great. But yeah, the the second one went well, and um. Anyway, yeah, I'm just, I got paid the other day, so Hell yeah. I got that guy, and then they had a Grimlock up at Walmart. I've been wanting him, and I caught him just in time, so I bought Grimlock. Grimlock is one of my favorite Transformers, I will tell you that. So I I do buy toys um, just on a whim. Most of the time, I, I do it under the guise of buying them for my son. Yeah. We probably have like maybe six different Grimlock. Grimlock is, is like my second favorite Transformer mm-hmm. because it's, it doesn't make any sense. He's like right. Tyrannosaurus. I, I love that. Well, uh, like look at his tail. It's so fat. Yeah. So, <laughs> it looks so like a does, boat. It doesn't make that. The dinosaur Transformers don't make any sense. Uh, and the environment with the rest of them turn into like tanks and cars and stuff like that. So that's why I like it so much. Yeah. The, the metal dinosaur. I did see, I can't remember what it's slag or whatever the triceratops. I saw him the other day too. Uh, Almost got him, but I wanted Grimlock more. Yeah. Grimlock's cool. He's the king of the dinosaur robots. All three of them. Well, and <laughs> actually there's five and they're combiners. Are they? The the good yeah. guys are too. Yeah. I've Probably seen it. Predator King or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, cool thing, Big Bad Toy Store has an upgrade kit for this Grimlock. They also have one for my Ultra Magnus. But there's things like... R.I.P. If you look... look, uh, (laughs) Yeah, all right. If you look like at the inside of his leg, you can see his fist is there. And there's little things like that. He doesn't have a sword. And uh, so you can get these upgrade kits that have, you know, an extra piece that goes there. Something that makes his arms longer. Uh, something that gives him articulated fingers and shit. So, oh damn, that's cool. It's pretty cool. Like the one for Ultra Magnus basically just extends his legs of the the regular truck mode before you put on all the extra pieces. So it just makes him taller. I've always liked Ultra Magnus. Yeah. So He's it's kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of I, I like those upgrade kits. They're pretty neat. Yeah, but um, I did buy two of the. Iron Man modular suits because they were uh, on the in the clearance aisle at my Walmart. So it was like, wow, yeah, I'm definitely buying those two. So I remember a month ago when you couldn't find them anywhere, and now they're in the clearance aisle. <laughs> they're on the clearance aisle. So I got both of those for thirteen dollars. So I just went ahead and got them. Damn son. One to one to put up and one to let my son destroy. So that's cool. So yeah, I buy stuff like that. Very niche, small interest thing (laughs) like Mm -hmm. that. When I had one of my favorite, it's my favorite Iron Man armor. I have to get that one. Yeah. If they ever come out with the ROM 
action figure. Well, they have that one that's like, uh, what's the SDCC exclusive? It's like $200. I just cannot do it yet. Well, is it just for that figure? Yeah. They, do, uh, they had like a 3.75 collection that he came with, didn't they? Yeah, but it's just that figure, though. Ugh. Yeah. Because no. <laughs> if I was going to spend $200 on a ROM action figure, I would get the, the classic one. Like That's how that, much that one costs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, funny. I bid, I bid on them all the time. <laughs> it's funny, though, because those... Like, I watched this Toy Galaxy... Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Toy Galaxy shows, but they have some pretty cool information about, like, 80s TV shows or just, like, uh, toy fads or whatever. And they talked about that ROM and how it didn't scale with anything, and it was, like... Yeah. kind it's of real, weirdly, like, a foot tall. It's It's, yeah. it's a weird toy. Yeah, and then, like, that was kind of the end of that particular craze. And it was just, like, not a good action figure, period. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it didn't sell. And now that's why they're, like, $300. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't sell. And there was, like, this weird um, this weird thing that they made this deal with Marvel. It was just, like, this whole big thing. And I know, like, you guys don't really give a shit about ROM and it's weird that I like him so much. There is a huge like group of people that are like huge ROM fans. <laughs> All <here>. two of <laughs> us. <laughs> there's so, literally dozens of us. There's this guy that makes these custom action figures, um, like the Marvel superpowers toys, the old ones. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember what those look like. I don't. It's like from, from like secret wars. I'm trying to find it. I'm sorry. I didn't oh, know. I do think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, sorry guys, but he, he has a ROM one, but he, and since they're all, he makes these different custom figures that never came out. And since he makes them himself, he only sells like the sets, like he'll make Mm. a wave and he'll only sell the set and the sets like $500 or something like that. I'm like, I'm not doing that because I don't give a shit about the other figures except for just that ROM one. And he's yeah. one of those guys that are like, yeah, no, I'm not going to sell them individually. Sorry, man. You got to get somebody to throw in for the rest. I'd rather sit on myself than sell them individually. I'm like, dude, I'd give you like 80 bucks for that ROM. You don't want it? You don't want my 80 bucks? <laughs> like you said, I'd rather shit on myself. <laughs> I'd rather shit on myself than sell these oh, individually. Oh, God. That's all we got going on, folks. Unless you got anything else going on, Sam. Uh, not a lot, man. I I bought that second Doc Nocturnal, man. I'm surprised that that hasn't shipped out yet. This shipped out, um, uh, like a week after I bought it. And that Doc Nocturnal said in stock, you know, they have like a pre-order or in stock figures. If it's in stock, it's supposed to ship pretty quickly. And, uh, yeah, man. What the F? I want it now. I want it now. Yeah, how long ago did you order that? Like three weeks ago, almost. And you ordered this one last week? Yeah. That's weird. That's like that... Uh, it's weird how they do it sometimes. That that Joker, Dead by Daylight... I mean, not Dead by Daylight. Why does it say that? Um, Gotham by Gaslight Joker. Mm-hmm. I bought it, and it was on the truck two days later. Like, it was at my house. Yeah, I remember you got that one, like, crazy fast. Yeah. So, Hmm. I don't know. They're just weird like that, I guess. They're idiots. They're just weird like that. All right, guys. We're going to talk about some trending topics. Yeah, yeah. 
I will say that last week we switched back to the old uh, format and it has already done significantly better than the previous episodes, which is just insane. You guys really like to listen to me and Simon ramble and say, all they will, that's all they want to listen to man. It's the ums. They come for the ums. <laughs> Who doesn't come for a little yum? They come for the yums. That's what they come for. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we're going to start things off with DC as we tend to do because they don't really have any news because of DC fandom I'm, is my excuse for them. But we did get news that a, that was really loud. Sorry. I saw it spike. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get something. A Batman, uh, the Batman spinoff series based on none other than the Penguin is reportedly in early development at HBO Max. <laughs> I feel like HBO Max is just like, I don't know, drawing names out of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> just like, right, like you know what? Da, 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 da. Somebody tweet out that we're making a Penguin show. <laughs> just like, we don't, you know, they, don't, they don't ever have to do it. <laughs> it just, in, you know, six months, I'd be like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. That was a bad idea. That's great. I love that. That's just, the, who gives a shit about the Penguin? The Joker, I can see that being interesting. Well, the penguin. I mean, this particular person playing, if it's good. Yeah, it's Colin Farrell. Yeah. So, Farrell, I mean, Colin. maybe it's cool. Maybe he'll be really, really interesting in the movie, at uh, the Batman movie. I don't know. <laughs> I did hear that. <laughs> She's watching Sex sound, in the City. That doesn't sound real. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she laughs, man. I cannot stand going to a movie with her or something because it's like... When she's really gets to laughing, it's like, <laughs> it's like, come on. So are you excited about a Penguin series on HBO Max? Uh, I can't say that I am, but I, you know, HBO makes some really good shows. Like, they really do. They always have, man. Yeah. So I, I'm sure it'll be great. Or I hope passable. he has, I hope he has a monocle and that stupid top purple top hat like he used to have in the adam west show <laughs> yeah that'd be like a little cigarette holder <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i think as long as it's done well enough that you don't even think about it being a batman show yeah to yeah. me that's really that's one thing i know this is kind of off topic but that's one thing i like about legion mm-hmm. uh one thing i liked about that show is it's weird and it's f- like a fun show to watch and you know it has something to do with Marvel and X-Men, but it's, like, not blatant. See, I never watched I need to watch that. I've never watched Legion. The first season's pretty damn good, man. That's one of the only ones. I I have a weird relationship with X properties. I just usually flip them off. Yeah, I flip off my exes, too. <laughs> All right, switching over. That was the DC news. Uh, thanks, DC. <laughs> switching over to Marvel. The first Hawkeye trailer has been officially released. Did you watch it? I did. What did you think? Well, okay, so here's some things that I didn't know. I didn't know that Kate Bishop wasn't related to whatever his name is. No relation. (laughs) Bags and bugs. No relation. (laughs) Uh, What else? Yeah, so I didn't know that. I... I don't man. I don't like Jeremy Renner. Yeah, so, there's something about his face. Yeah, he looks like he ate something sour. He kind of looks like an old grape. 
but <laughs> I mean, like the like the mayor of a town. It's for some reason he looks like that to me. Yeah, like the old mayor of a town. Uh, <laughs> I and I like Clint Barton. I like Hawkeye. So I like yeah. Hawkeye. So it's really hard yeah, for me to I, like. I say that in my head every time I say his name. <laughs> my uh, little cousin used to say Hot Guy. He just couldn't. He couldn't say Hawkeye. That's a cooler name. Hot guy. Um, it gave me it gave me uh, Die Hard vibes, which I like Die Hard. So, mm. like the trailer did. Maybe it's just because it's Christmas and there was explosions and bad guys. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know, man. I, we'll see. What else did you What else did you not notice? That had well, you. Well, I mean, I never knew that period that they weren't. Uh, but let's see. I don't know. It just. It, it, it really wasn't doing it for me. Again, once yeah. you get once you get these like cosmic shows, it's always hard to go back to something that's just like, oh, they shoot arrows. <laughs> yeah, and Neat. I think that's what is so so not bad about Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it was sort of a disservice about Falcon and Winter Soldier because we just came off of WandaVision with this reality bending adventure, which is still probably my favorite Disney Plus show. Mm. I, I rewatched a little bit of the last episode uh, last week. And I was just like, damn, this is still really good, man. Yeah. For people to have moved on to like Loki and the other shows, I'm just like, man, this is still really, really good. Like, despite the complaints that I have complaints about all of them, but like, this is a good show. Those, uh, those two are my favorites for sure. Yeah. Loki was definitely, Loki was good because I didn't expect it to be good. I was like, right. God, I, I hate Tom Hiddleston. I'm tired of seeing Loki, but I was like, damn, I really, it's feathered hair. Enjoying it. <laughs> Yeah, he's just same. too he's just too confident for me. I'm gonna punch <laughs> him in his smug face. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited about this one. I like so before this comes out, we'll read Matt Fraction's Hawkeye run, which is loosely based off of, and uh, it's really really good. I thought you so didn't think, like math. Now you're talking about yeah. Fraction. <laughs> yeah, Math Fraction. That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that sounds like a, a bad guy, a super villain's name. Math fraction. Yeah, don't write, don't don't take that anybody. We're gonna use that. <laughs> uh, what else do we got? Andrew Garfield has reflected on the Amazing Spider-Man's canceled Sinister Six spinoff movie. He said it would have been cool, maybe someday. This yeah. poor guy, man. Let me tell you, this poor guy. People will not. He, he's gonna jump off a bridge or something. <laughs> People will not leave him alone about the fucking Spider-Man movie. Uh, like, yeah, we all know he's in it, but they're just—he's like, "Hey guys, I don't want to say I'm in it. Like, I—I I don't yeah. want to. This is like a surprise. Why also, do you want lawsuits, to, bro? Yeah, why do you want to ruin the surprise just to be the person to say I told you so? Like, hey, wait a few more weeks; it'll be out. At least something. Uh, but him saying something like that, like maybe one day, I. I hope not. That would have been terrible. That second movie sucked, man. Yeah. As cool as his costume looked, that movie sucked. And you know, people say Andrew Garfield's the best Spider-Man because this is one the one of the debates I got into with someone on Twitter. It was just like, I, whether I like Tom Holland's movies or not, I think Tom Holland's the best Spider-Man because he does a really got, good job at balancing both. His Peter Parker's nerdy and smart but like not a genius like he's he just balances it all pretty well and his spider-man's witty even though he needs to be you know whatever he, he balances it really well and then it was just like 
man, those Andrew Garfield movies are so much better than uh, No Way Home and Homecoming. I'm just like, I don't know if they're that much better. Like I don't they're think... they're they're okay and they're good in their own right, but like, what why what makes you think that they're like look at this scene and they put up a scene of him just like swinging through New York and like Tom Holland never swung through New York and it was my thing is like that's what you that's what you want your movie to be about <laughs> like Spider Man swinging through New York that's what to me that's both cool and bad about the Tom Holland ones because I thought that was neat too that he was like scared of heights in the first one yeah but at the same time I. I can kind of agree because he does swing a little bit through the city, you know, in the footage that Tony Stark has. So, and he does it at the end. And I, 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 my thing about the Tom Holland movies is I see what they're doing. They're doing these big dramatic things. They haven't talked about uncle Ben because it's going to be this dramatic moment. They haven't done his web swinging through the big city. Like you said, because when he finally came home, a confident Spider-Man after being dusted and then dealing with his adventures in, Rome and Europe, he swung through the city in that la- the end of that movie. Yeah, and I was like, man, check the end of that movie out. That he does it, and it's really cool. Like some of the stuff that he does, and I'm like, yeah, but it was only five seconds. And so you, the average time of him swinging is what's important. Now. You just you just want to complain, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you don't like it. I don't even really like Far From Home. It's okay. Yeah, I'm not defending. I'm just saying those. Those old movies aren't as good as you think they are. Spider-Man right. 2, the old one is. That one still yeah. holds up. Well, hell, even the first Spider-Man doesn't. He doesn't do much swinging. No. Through the city. Not confidently as Spider-Man. I remember that last moment when he's like swinging and he lands on the flag because, you know, 9-11, never forget. And, never forget. Um, that was a big, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I've been waiting for. I saw another tweet, and this is just a sidebar. Someone asked last night who would win in a fight, and they had all three all three Spider-Men, and then they also had the Insomniac Spider-Man. And I'm like, that Insomniac Spider-Man would kick the shit out of all three of those other Spider-Men. Mm-hmm. Like, that dude was... That Spider-Man in the PS4 game is nuts. He took on the Sinister Six. Yeah. He's like a seasoned uh, vet. Yeah. They were... I mean, he did do it like two... Two at a time, I think. I don't yeah, remember that part sh- of the game. He got a shit kicked. <laughs> all, when it yeah. was all six of them. When it was all of them. I mean, granted, it was all six of them. But he did beat him two at a time. That's That's got to count. he held his own for a while until Doc Ock, who he didn't know about, came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the emotional. He was emotionally stunted yeah. by that. But Unless- even then, the other ones don't really fight like that. Like that Spider-Man is a fighter. Those guys just like swing around and yeah. web them up. Right, yeah. They don't not not many punches thrown. Nope, just like the nineties cartoon. Yeah, the most action you see is when he's going after Mysterio, like he calms down so he can fight the drones. That seems cool, man. That was the cool part, but that was the only part where you really see him like fight fight. That I and talk about of. I hate to get back on the swinging thing. But that swinging event on the bridge where he's fighting those drones, probably my favorite Spider-Man moment in all the movies. Because mm-hmm. he's just, somebody said in the same thread, they were like, look at him. He just, he's just swinging so lazily. He looks like he's falling. I'm like, hey, he is. He doesn't <laughs> fly. <laughs> so if he swings way up in the air, he's going to fall down. <laughs> like, that's how it works. <laughs> Fucking idiots, man. I hate people so much. Yeah. It's like he's falling. 
Yeah, I didn't take my medicine today, guys. Sorry. So to me, that's actually the coolest. I like that as uh, Miles Morales in the, the like other free game fall? when you like free fall and then he'll shoot backwards. Yeah. Like that shit's cool. So cool. Another thing that I thought was cool was Vincent D'Onofrio. 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 No, it's Vincent Donut Hole. Vincent, I'm not going to say it right. I don't know why. D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. Because it's only because we were joking about it. I knew that I was going to say it some stupid way the, the next <laughs> time. So. so the Kingpin, as soon as the Hawkeye trailer dropped, right after that, he went on the Kingpin hashtag and started just liking a bunch. Like, this guy's just bored. I mean, I, I think I would do <laughs> shit like that if I was an actor. Just to mess with people. And he's just liked everything that was related to the Kingpin coming back. And so just people went crazy about it. I, I really do not see him coming back. But maybe because Charlie Clock, Charlie Clocks, the clock maker. <laughs> Charlie Cox is supposed to be coming back. So maybe. I don't know. He was good, but he wasn't like that good. Michael Clark Duncan good. Yeah, bring him back from the dead. <laughs> I thought he, he was died. great. All right, I mean, for a crappy movie, Michael Clark Duncan uh, did a great job. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the old one with Ben Affleck. Someone yeah. uh, ranked that. So I people have been like ranking all their comic book movies, and I haven't done it because it's it's that's really hard to do all of them ever. Also, you're gonna somebody's gonna be like, "You suck." <laughs> yeah, I did the MCU movies, and I put Ragnarok first. I got flamed for it, but whatever. I like that movie the most. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it just it wasn't an accurate portrayal of Thor. We talked about this before. Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. I don't care. I liked it. Sorry. It's my fucking list. He shaved his head. Like, what? <laughs> so, the, someone had ranked Daredevil as the worst comic book movie out of all the comic book movies. And I'm like, dude, there's no way that's true. Have you seen Swamp Thing? <laughs> Have you seen a lot of those movies? That Daredevil movie is not as bad as people remember. No. His suit kind of sucks. And Bullseye's forehead I- thing was lame, but... Well, so to go off on a tangent, as we always do, uh-huh. my least favorite part is nothing happens with Bullseye. He even says, and I never understood this, he goes in, they have that first fight, he's like, I'm in or whatever, I need a bloody costume, right? Uh-huh. Never gets a costume. Nothing. Nope. <laughs> like... I would much rather have seen something, you know, even if it was him just in like the suit with like the, the white, no how, no hat, headpiece, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like I just pictured like a fancy hat with a flower. <laughs> no hat. Leave the hat at home. <laughs> Leave the summer dirty hat at home. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. That movie's not as bad as people remember. I think it's, and I'm not going to say great, but I think it's really good for the time that it came out. Yeah. I think, to me, Ghost Rider is worse than that one. Ghost Rider 2, maybe. I like Ghost Rider 1. But I, I, I say it every episode, folks. I like <laughs> terrible stuff. So never take my, uh, my critiques as law. More Andrew Garfield news. Not even Spider-Man news anymore. It's more Andrew Garfield news. He is now claimed. So he was on Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon was like, hey, we have this photo. Let's talk about it. The one where he's on the, you know, in the bridge or whatever talking. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could tell how awkward and uncomfortable Andrew Garfield was. And he was just like, no, that's a Photoshop. And like, I don't know what people want me to say. He said, I'm just trying to manage people's expectations. Like, I don't want to tease this stuff. And then people will be disappointed when it doesn't happen. 
So he said it was a Photoshop, but then there's like this deep fake guy that's known for like doing the crazy deep fakes. He came out and said that. So, uh, so they had this breakdown of like why it was a deep fake. And the guy that is well known for deep fakes was like, yeah, that video is fake, but the picture or the, the actual video is real. There's no, there's no deep fake to it. So Andrew Garfield's a goddamn liar. He's <laughs> like, I just want to be left alone. Was that the yeah. Jimmy? I saw the Jimmy Fallon one, and he, you could tell he was like, he was uncomfortable, man. Yeah, just leave him alone, bro. He's like, I got a movie coming. I came to talk about the movie that's coming out next week. He has a movie where he plays that that uh, pastor that was selling the survival tubs. No way. Yeah, he's playing that guy as a he young man. A, no, <laughs> he, he played him as old man. Like with the beard? <laughs> no way. I don't know. We'll watch the trailer after this. It's, okay. It's something. Uh, so yeah, poor Andrew Garfield. But apparently he's in it. I don't know. Mm. Abomination actor Tim Roth says it was initially difficult for him to film She-Hulk until he saw Mark Ruffalo's performance as the Hulk for the Disney Plus series. And he said, oh, that's how you do it. With a sense of humor. Mark Ruffalo is awkwardly funny. Yeah, he's not. He's not like. I think he plays himself funny. as the like. That's who he yeah. is in real life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think he. He's not. He's just doing his, his thing. Yeah. He's like, uh, I'm a, how 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 much do I have to be Bruce Banner? You're gonna be CGI ninety percent of the time. He's like fucking perfect. <laughs> just use my face and have him screaming. That's perfect. He's he's got the best gig. He doesn't really have to be in all the movies that much. Yeah. I can't imagine Tim Roth. He probably went in expecting, I don't know, like freaking Pulp Fiction type shit. So, yeah, so Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. He was hoping to say the N-word a few times. <laughs> All those guys get to in those movies. That's the one thing that bugs me about Quentin Tarantino movies, man. At he, least in one, one every movie, there's going to be somebody that says it. Right. But you know what's interesting? It's like he said it in Pulp Fiction, but you notice. Yeah, he did. At the beginning, right? Yeah. Oh no! At the in the no after in, they uh, killed the dude but, with the wolf or whatever. Yeah. But then he doesn't say it in Django Unchained. He's like, mm-hmm. "What do you want, Blake?" <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, yeah, you learned. <laughs> yeah, it's like, your yeah. ass. It's not, as, it's not as cool as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Samuel Jackson's like, "Hey, man, I told you you could say it that one time." <laughs> yeah. In front of me, <laughs> motherfucker, you ain't gonna say it again. <laughs> Oh man! Speaking of a sense of humor, Kit Harrington says that the eternal. He always <laughs> looks so sad. The guy that's known for his comedic pauses for the entire show of uh, Game, Game of Thrones. Of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, he does always look sad. He always looks like he's about to start crying. Or maybe he has to shit. <laughs> or maybe he's just really sad. Maybe. I don't want to be here. <laughs> he says. He says that the Eternal Eternals movie could be the tip of the iceberg for his MCU character Dane Whitman. There's a possibility for a longer trajectory. That yeah, obviously. Yeah, he just signed his death warrant. <laughs> yeah, don't say that, man. Don't say that. You're about to be in fucking seventeen movies. He's, I mean, Dane Whitman's the the Black Knight, so possibly <laughs> we'll see. Maybe they'll do a sequel to that <laughs> to that Martin Lawrence movie. <laughs> No, my first thought was that uh <laughs> what is that uh 
oh god what's that comedian's name he, he passed away not that long ago he's like i'll make a movie it's called the last n-word on earth Sorry, oh, oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um damn uh i can't think of it off the top of my head but yeah i know who you're talking about <laughs> yeah Sorry, Tom Hanks, because he was looking for the last, the last Samurai. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so he plays what? the Black Knight. He could be around for a long time, but he also couldn't be. Like, he, no one really cares about him now. Right now. I loved him in the 90s because he... So when he first started, he flew on this winged horse, and he had the ebony blade, and he had this, the stupid knight's helmet that's like the... I like trash those. can lid. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The stupid with the wings on top. Stupid. <laughs> it looks so dumb. But in the nineties, and this is this is dumb as well. It's not cooler. But in the nineties, he lost the ebony blade because you found out the ebony blade was vibranium. So obviously, they're like, you got to give that back, man. You can't. Come on, you're a white guy swinging around the ebony blade. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. come on, man. I should be yeah. the motherfucking black mama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. So then he started using this lightsaber and he wore, uh, he had his knight's armor on, chainmail and everything, but then he wore this brown leather Avengers jacket over it with the sleeves rolled up always. And I was just like, that is the baddest mf on the Avengers. <laughs> like I saw, Iron, I saw Iron Man fly in, Thor hammer himself down, and then Cap busted through his shield. I'm like, oh, those guys are cool. They're all very colorful. And then you see this badass knight with his leather jacket kick through the door. <laughs> and a lightsaber. Yeah. Look <laughs> that guy's hardcore. <laughs> He's on the Avengers. <laughs> He's a badass. So uh, I'm excited. Hopefully they do that. If they don't do that, then I don't want it. He looked like he was wearing a leather jacket, at least he in was. homage. So if he wears that leather jacket and then he... <laughs> I don't know why. I really don't know what this movie's going to be about. Like, I have a sense, but... I just hope it's balls to the wall random. Like I want to, because yeah. they apparently him and Cersei work in this uh, museum together, and that's how they sort of meet and fall in love. Hopefully, somebody the deviants attack. They knock over some knight's armor, and while he has his leather jacket on, he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> "I gotta protect my head." <laughs> It'd be so stupid, but I hope it happens. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that I don't really care about is Jessica Jones actress Kristen Ritter says that she would absolutely just die to play Jessica again in the MCU's future. If there's ever an opportunity for me to put on those boots, I'll be there in a flash. That's the wrong fran- franchise. Um, <laughs> <They're> <laughs> that was a boots. I really, really, really liked Jessica Jones. The Season show. one. Season one was really good. Season two got kind of crazy because her mom was like, yeah, what's up with that? It was it was weird. Season one was so good. Yeah, I I don't care to have her back in the MCU. Like it's not something that I'm just like, yeah, definitely. There, there's only a few that I would I don't I would like to have. I wouldn't mind her, but as like minor parts. But I'd really yeah. like to have Luke Cage. I think that dude was great. He was good, man. Who else could play him? Terry Crews, old ass. Terry Crews is too old now. Yeah, he's still. I mean. <laughs> he's still great he's still, still great I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine so he is still great yeah. um, but yeah I don't know if I really care about seeing her look angry anymore yeah and just get drunk that's all she did on her show just yeah. like get drunk every episode punch the shit out of stuff yeah like begrudgingly <laughs> <laughs> sorry Jessica Jones maybe not yeah 
Something that has been really, really entertaining for me for the past few days is Tom Hardy. I love that guy. He is the ultimate troll. We talked about Vincent D'Onofrio earlier <laughs> and how he was liking all those tweets. Tom Hardy has been spotted. Okay, so first of all, Andy Serkis said that Spider-Man will, of course, meet Tom Hardy's Venom someday. It's going to happen. Of course to... Andy Serkis would say that. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, who does he even play in this movie? <laughs> Andy Serkis? Yeah. He plays Venom. Andy Serkis does the mocap for Venom? <laughs> no, he directed it. Andy Serkis directed Venom? The second one, yeah. Like the mocap guy. <laughs> Gollum, yeah. 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 I had no idea. <laughs> He's like, who the fuck? Why are they talking to Andy Serkis? <laughs> I see now that it says director. I didn't, I didn't read Andy Serkis is just walking down Hollywood Boulevard. They're like, hey, man, listen, do you think Venom will fight Spider Man? He's like, yeah, of course, someday. Yeah. All right. My bad. I mean, to derail that. Oh, God. Now I need to see that. Uh, he's like, I don't know. I don't know why they asked me that. Yeah. I was just walking on my way to Planet of the Apes 15. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, he says, of course, it's going to happen. There was a leak. Let's just get that on the table. There was a leak about the ending of Venom. Did you see it? So you don't know what's going to happen. No. I mean, I know that sometimes you can get a leak in old age, but. Yeah. I mean, I always have a leak. It's just me being being old. Um, Yeah, of course, anytime things get leaked, I always look at it. I feel bad. But. I'm not the person that's just like, oh, they ruined the whole movie for me. Honestly, I just didn't have time. I saw that, and I saw mm-hmm. your tweet. See, what I, I put out was, um, so it played in the UK this past week, two weeks before it comes out in America. I feel like Sony knew that it was going to get leaked, and so they were trying to build more buzz for the US release. Not saying that that's smart or it's dumb. I'm just saying that I feel like that's what the plan was. What I sent out and I put on our Instagram and our Twitter was Tom Holland talking to the audience before the movie plays. And he says... Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Holland went there. Sorry, guys. So I'm like, well, Tom Holland's there, of course. Of course, Spider-Man did it. Tom Hardy basically says, hey, guys, listen, I want us all to have a good time tonight, but can we just agree to not tweet out what happens at the end. Like, it's a big deal. I get it. It's going to be crazy, but like, let's let everybody enjoy it. And, uh, that did not happen. Yeah. <laughs> it was instantly leaked. Yeah. You people, can't people, were recording, people were recording with his phone, like saying that. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? And I feel like if they really wanted to keep it a secret, they would just take everybody's phones before, you know, there's comedy shows and things like that, that make you put your phone in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. So you can't record them. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well. So what happened? Spoil it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So do you not want me to? No, I'm not here. You can tell me later. Okay. I'll tell you later. So yeah, I'm not going to do it. Sorry, guys. But Tom Hardy has been spotted wearing the crew hat from Spider-Man No Way Home on his press tour. So he's going on these interviews promoting Venom, and he's wearing a Spider-Man <laughs> No Way Home hat. <laughs> so good. So, so good. Tom Hardy also said in one of those interviews that there is a Spider-Verse. And there's a multiverse. Thanks, Tom. Tom Hardy. Yeah, um, he's he's in. <laughs> you know, that everything. could be that could be potentially explored in the third Venom movie. So, 
So he's confident in the sales of the second one. I see. Good for you. He's got to be. Did, did we talk about it only being 90 minutes last week? Yeah. That's crazy. Which I'm okay with it, but it's really low for a movie in this era. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We've already talked about it, so I'm not going to say repeat the exact same thing that I said last time. Um, Just put in a clip. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's all the Marvel news that I can think of. I got some gaming-related news, not a lot. Mm. Um, Marvel's Avengers, which is a game that I just wish that I loved, has now confirmed that there will be more heroes added after Spider-Man. We have more content coming in 2022, but like we all know that already because before the game even came out, they leaked the full archive of like characters that they have that got data mined from <laughs> from it. Mm-hmm. Like we knew Spider-Man, we have War Machine, Captain Marvel. Like we know about all these characters, like thirteen different characters. Yeah, you have to put well. One Captain Marvel herself is teased in it constantly, so you'd have to put yeah. her in. Yeah, they're doing hardcore Kree stuff, so like Kree on Kree action. Mm-hmm. So it'd be weird to not <laughs> to not put her in there. Well, I mean, hell, they mentioned her at the beginning as being yeah, Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah, and Miss Marvel is Miss Marvel because she's a, such a Captain Marvel fan. Yeah, she's a stan. Um, I think it's weird. Okay, so I it's I can't care about this unless they do it every month. Yeah, same. In 2022, if they have a character drop every month, I'm in. But. Like this every six months thing, it's hard for me to even care about it. Maybe every two finished, months. Only because I haven't finished I've, the Black Panther. Uh, yeah, I haven't even played it. If I yeah, two months if I knew if they had a schedule like every two months, then yeah, I would do it. And they're free to play. Every character is free. Thing that sort of like has an asterisk on it because it's every character is free, but like you have to pay for their character card. Um, every single. What's it called? Every single costume you have to pay for with real money. So it's like you get the character, but to do anything with them, you you got to pay for it. I didn't have to pay for what's her name, Hawkeye girl. It's after uh, it's up until this new expansion. Oh, I see. Now everything is <clears throat> like that. What's up with that stupid costume that she has with all the arrows sticking out of her head? <laughs> That's in that fraction run. <laughs> yeah, those costumes suck. Yeah. So bad. More gaming news. Slightly gaming news. Anthony Mackie has officially been cast as the in the lead role of PlayStation's Twisted Metal. A game that, if you unless you're our age, you probably don't even know what that is. <laughs> right for <laughs> Hollywood production. Yeah, Twisted Metal. What do you think? I loved that game on PlayStation 1. If, if He's not Axel, though. No, he's like the... What's it called? The character that doesn't Sweet really tooth. have a name. No, I don't think he has a name. I think he's like the no-named character. There's no no-named character in there. Oh my gosh, yes there is. When's the last time you played this game? Are you talking about the motorcycle guy? Mr. Grimm. Yeah. Anthony Mackie. Twisted T. The last time I played <laughs> the other day, I have it on my PlayStation 4. Uh, There's no way. Oh, PlayStation 3. Yeah. We were playing it the other day. John Doe. John Doe? What? Who is he? What car? What? 
I don't. Uh, I thought it was like a created own thing. Hold on, give me a second, guys. I should have looked. I should have looked at this. I haven't played Twisted Metal since 1997. So, <laughs> well, which Twisted Metal are we talking? Are we talking Twisted Metal Black? Or are we talking Twisted Metal Two? Because I know Twisted everything Metal about. Huh? Oh, okay. See, I know everything about Twisted Metal Two. Twisted Metal. John Bell makes an appearance in Twisted Metal Black and Twisted Metal Lost. As the driver of Roadkill. Oh, cool. All right. He's the mysterious character as his uh, story. He's trying to figure out who he was. His true name is never revealed. Uh, I thought it was John. Roadkill was like, <laughs> Roadkill was like the, the Mustang. Uh-huh. Yeah. With the flames. Yeah. So he plays that guy. He was white in the game, so... No Hollywood SJWs. Again. <laughs> Just kidding, folks. <laughs> Definitely making fun of like people that hate stuff. I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> so yeah, that's cool. Twisted Metal, yay! That, obviously, they're de- they're definitely going to make a new Twisted Metal game. That's all that says to me. Yeah, the last one was kind of weird. I don't remember. I when's the what was the system was the last one? PlayStation Three. Yeah. Wow, I don't remember that. I'm surprised they didn't make one for PlayStation Four. Are you? <laughs> that, well, that was like one of their staple franchises, like PlayStation franchise. Well, that guy, the guys that made that, I think they switched over to God of War, and that became the moneymaker. Mm. Yeah, because you know all those games they had, they were really big on like those franchise characters. PlayStation yeah. Two, like Spyro the Dragon, and obviously Crash Bandicoot. Which is funny because PlayStation owned none of those. Yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. PlayStation. Yeah. Gotta love them. (laughs) Spider-Man's Shattered Dimensions and Spider-Man Edge of Time were reportedly set to be remastered on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, The publisher, it was Activision, right? Had those games? Mm Mm-hmm. They their license expired in 2014, but they had sort of a weird digital version deal with PlayStation last year or the year before last where they came out with Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. So they were, they were planning on doing all these games, but then it just sort of never happened. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't think I ever played Edge of Time. I definitely played Shattered Dimensions. Uh, Edge of Time, I heard, wasn't good. I like Shattered Dimensions, but the 2099 level definitely made me sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, I definitely but- played Shattered Dimensions, but I, I never played Edge of Time. I would love if they remastered like Ultimate Spider-Man. That's what they need to remaster. Oh, man. Me too. Or Web of Shadows, because I did not like Web of Shadows whenever it came out. But then I watched videos of it, and I'm just like, man, I should have played I should have played that game more. The voice acting is the weakest part of Web of Shadows. The rest yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. Especially one the combo day system. Maybe one day they'll work all this stuff out. Yeah. Uh, that's Maybe all I got. But day. Ultimate Spider-Man would be... That's my favorite Spider-Man game. Well, it's really hard to beat PS4 or Spider-Man. No. Yeah, I mean, but... <laughs> the before times yeah before, before 2019 20 yeah back before there was a good spider-man game everybody definitely played, spider-man 2 go play it tell me no, it's good i liked those games shit spider-man 3 the game based off the movie was Oof. fun it was fun <laughs> i mean it was it was it was more of the same but yeah, it, was, it was way more of the same except you could play as new goblin if you had the collector's edition which uh, i I see. I remember there was a lizard mission where you had to like keep the lizard spawn off this bomb. Mm-hmm. And there's like no way. 
You know what I hated about those old Spider-Man games so much? Even before the the movie versions, they had Spider-Man the game, which wasn't directly tied to the movie. Anytime you had to chase a character, yeah, and like stupid. you couldn't, you like you couldn't get so far within. Oh man, especially in Ultimate Spider-Man, where you had to chase Venom, and he could jump over like six buildings, but you could only web swing. I'm just like. I absolutely hate that about Spider-Man games. I think there was one where you play as Venom and you chase somebody that I hated more. Because yeah. no matter what, I would always like fall in an alley. <laughs> like on my jump, yeah. I'd like, boop. Because he didn't have webs in that game. He just yeah. had like a long lash out. So he can go from building to building, but he couldn't. Yeah, he had beautiful like, long lashes. Yeah. He was just like... <laughs> right from mascara. He made all the girls jealous. <laughs> That's all I got for trending topics. You got anything that you saw out there in the news world? In the news world? Uh, no. I've seen... So they did come out with that new wave of retro Spider-Man last week. Um, you can you can pre-order the whole wave on Big Bad Toy Store. They still have that available. That actually went out... They sold out really fast on Amazon and other ones. But it's like, the Armored Spider, your favorite. Um... <laughs> Uh, black suit doesn't Spider-Man. make any sense. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Hobgoblin, Shocker. Uh, who's the other? What's the other this one? This is how he should shock people. Yeah, Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um. <laughs> yeah, he just walks up, just like pokes people. <laughs> yeah. What's the other? Nefarious. There's uh, uh, they did a Ben Riley, right? There's Ben Riley. That's one. it. Yeah, Ben Riley. Yeah. So I'm you, getting that one for sure. Yeah, you can get all those. Um. But you can order the whole wave on Big Bad, which is cool. But they revealed all that. I'm super excited because I don't have a black suited Spider Man. I am. I'm getting a Moffex Ben Riley, but I'm excited to get another one. It's cool. I almost canceled yeah. it when I saw that one because I was like, that Moffex one is really cool. I really do want that one. I was like, oh, it's so much cheaper. <laughs> I'll just get the twenty dollar <laughs> yeah. one. But that's probably what I'll do. I'll probably get that one. Um, <laughs> just because he's my favorite Spider Man. Yeah, he's a good one. That stupid suit, man. I saw that. I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> I feel like I, there are worse go, Spider-Man suits, though. I need to go back and read the context of why he had that suit. Didn't he lose his... Because the second one, the Mark II and Mark Three, it's because he loses his Spidey sense. And, and so he, he needed do- to like blind people with no, his platinum suit? <laughs> he can't dodge bullets. So he's getting... It's so if he gets shot. So what are the black spots of the suit made out of? Huh? Because he has oh. black spots. It's like shoulder pads. Well, he just black. puts it. It's like Batman's. You know, he puts his emblem there. It's like oh, that's why it's form. shiny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love that cover that he's on because it's like mm-hmm. a holographic green cover with him on it. I love it, but I just hate that suit because it's like it's to appeal to the vanity of his enemies. They look into the mirror and they say, "Oh, I'm so pretty," and then he punches him. I wonder how many new villains he got. I hate Spider Man. Look at him. He's so gaudy. yeah look at him showing off that's you know people complain about him being iron man jr in the mcu you know uh, movies i'm just like spider-man does enough stuff to piss off people in his own right Uh and it's usually just because he's young and dumb in a sense of like naive love (laughs) yeah he'll do anything for love so stupid yeah that's all the news we got folks yeah, that's that's all I can really think of as far as things. Oh, last thing. Um, 
man, I don't buy these figures personally, but maybe there's someone out there that does. They so Mythic Legions was this set that you could buy that was all like goblins or vampires or all these different sets of figures. They're about six inches, very detailed, uh, nice figures. Well, now they're making. Um, Oh, I can't remember the series name, but it's like Space Legion. So basically, they're making all these space characters now. Um, mm. They're coming out with their next, their newest wave, or first wave of that, I think, next year. Which is really hard for me to get on top of that. Like, you can pre-order before October 3rd, and I'm like, when does it come out? 2022! I'm like, ah, <laughs> even that wave of retro stuff doesn't come out till next year. It's really hard. Retro ones yeah. And oh, wow. that's the one thing I like about Big Bad is like you can just pre-order most things without actually committing. Having to pay, yeah. Yeah, but sites like this or Hasbro Pulse or Super 7, like if you pre-order, they're taking their shit now. <laughs> Does Entertainment Earth do that? Is that what the website's called? Uh, I don't know. I've never shopped through them because their shipping costs are like ungodly. Yeah. Um, Big Bad has like a flat rate. You can pay to get it there faster, but they have a flat rate, so I like that. That's all we got, guys. We're <laughs> circling the drain. See you guys next time. I'm just kidding. We're going to take a second to listen to some ads, and uh, we'll be right back. Are you on the hunt for great import collectibles for a great price? Well, check out SaviorCalCustomsAndCollectibles.com. They have great figures and model kits based on your favorite anime, comic, or movie heroes. They sent us a 30-minute mission model kit, and it was awesome. These are from Bandai, and they're modular mechs and can be mixed and matched with awesome accessories, and they make great army builders. From Nendroid to Mezco, these are your guys. They even do customs. Check out XavierCalCustomsAndCollectibles.com. That's X-A-V-I-E-R-C-A-L CustomsAndCollectibles.com. Listen, if you're like me, you're tired of going out on the hunt for great pops or NECA figures and finding empty or destroyed displays. That's where Galactic Toys and Collectibles comes in. They have a great selection of Funko, NECA, Gunpla, and trading cards. All your nerd essentials. Their stock is always rotating, so you never know when they'll have that thing that's sold out everywhere else. Use our affiliate link through my Instagram, Simon Toast, in the description or on our website, and surf their stock. You never know what you'll find, and it will really help out the show. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for listening to those ads. And if you didn't, as usual, we will never know. I know. Simon always knows. I'm watching. This is the section This is the section of the podcast where we review a trade. Some people call it a trade review. Mm-hmm. 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 And this time, we are going just out of left field. So we've been doing a lot of Marvel books lately, and... In a few weeks, we're going to do a, Mar- a DC book. I knew we were, going to, we were going to do a Batman book in a few weeks, so I didn't want to do any Batman stories. So I was just like, I don't want to do another Marvel book. And I, there's not a lot of... There are indies coming out in the next couple of months that I want to do, but it's like there's nothing really right now that I have. So I was stumped when Simon asked me what we were reading this week, and he came to the rescue with something that I would never say no to uh, on my worst day. <laughs> There is a ROM versus Transformers Shining Armor book by IDW. So it's a mini series ROM and Transformers crossover. If you know me, ROM is my favorite comic book character of all time. And I love Transformers. So this is like a easy yes for me. 
I still don't understand the Shining Armor part after reading it, but makes a cool title. <laughs> Isn't that just uh, their armor? I guess, but like, why is it in the title? <laughs> it's very important. I feel like ROM versus Transformers is enough of a sell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the Shining Shining Armor. Yeah, make it like a common writer thing. I won't give you my initial thoughts. I don't even want to know yours. Let's just dive right in. I'll let you take it away with this first episode because I did last week. And uh, I have to sneeze. <laughs> That's why. All right. Uh, written by Jonathan Barber and Christos Gage. So, ROM versus Transformers Shining Armor. Issue one. Meet, oh. the, <laughs> meet the universe's only Cybertronian Soul Star Knight. Hundreds of years ago, ROM discovered Star Drive the sole survivor of doom of a doomed space probe. Stardrive committed herself to protecting the galaxy from dire raids. But when the Decepticon, called Starscream, makes a deadly deal, Rom and the Transformers are forced into a collision course, with <laughs> Stardrive caught between the two worlds. I'm going to say... <laughs> this book had a lot of words. <laughs> It did. I know that's it's a book, and I know if you're like, what do you expect? You're supposed to read it. Every word bubble was jam packed. Yes, there was a lot. Uh, I think, and maybe this is from the initial one. There's a lot of internal monologue. Every issue has a character's internal monologue, which is a lot. And the only di- the only way you can tell the difference between it is like I think was it every issue was different. I think so. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I just thought I just noticed that it was a very light color change between the yeah. ones that were talking. I, mean, I didn't know it was every issue, issue but that makes more sense if it was. Yeah, there's a lot of different ones. Um, but not only that, like so there's a lot of inner monologue. As Lex said, there's a lot of just talking in general. And space talk too, not just regular talk. It was just like the ion thrusters from Zawaro five were just like wait yeah a what lot of, a lot of nerd talk <laughs> uh, which i love nerd talk i'm not saying that so basically it, it's just a lot to grasp in issue one um Definitely. a problem that i had i'm not trying to just like go just straight complaints but a problem that i had was like the time frame so like we meet rom so we meet the council chasing cybertronians through a different part of the galaxy. I, I, this is what I'm vaguely remembering. Yes. Even though I just read it. And Rom's <laughs> just out there doing his space thing, just being the, the galaxy badass that he is. He's just like, hey, 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 whoa. What are you doing there, man? I mean, I'm going to board you. <laughs> and if not, I'm just, I'm going to board you, whether you like it or not, pretty much. Like, they're the space council that's chasing the Cybertronians is like, oh, they shot at us. And he's like, ah, I didn't see that. <laughs> I just saw you chasing them. Let's just talk about it. Yeah. And apparently these the Cybertronians, Transformers in general, just have this stained reputation across this cosmos of just being just this warlike planet, which it is if you think about it. Yeah. Cybertron's been at war for millions of years. I've always thought about that in general with like, even when you see like they went to earth and then they're just destroying shit constantly yeah. because they don't basically they're stained because they say like, 
they they continue this war without really caring who's caught in the middle or how it mm-hmm. affects anybody else who they step on like they're just doing yeah like they uh, just fight which yeah. is i never really thought about it until this book really like how they break it down like ultra magnus is a very distinct thing is that they don't use megatron and optimus prime as like the which i i liked same but they didn't use them as the main decepticon um Autobot, Ultra Magnus, which I love, Ultra Magnus, and Starscream, which it's Starscream. Starscream. I read it. I read it in his voice the entire time. Even when he's trying to like smooth talk, I was like, Ugh. yeah. Uh, Ultra Magnus for me was out of character, even though I mm-hmm. he was just kind of a jerk. Like I know that he's like a, a very staunch, like military soldier, but. He was just kind of an asshole in this, which is kind of weird. There's so yeah. many things just were just like, there's a lot for me to wrap my head around this first issue, man. He, he really was like, he was really sarcastic and just like a shit, shithead. Yeah. So Rom is trying to figure out what's going on. The, the Space Knights, the Soul Star Knights, I guess they can't call them themselves Space Knights after the Marvel book. The Soul Star Knights are basically like Green Lanterns. They just save galaxies. Did you not like Rom in this? I liked so I liked Rom. If we're gonna get into that, I liked Rom, <laughs> even though he's like a nerd. Like yeah. Rom is a, a very staunch rule follower. Yeah. Um I liked Rom more than I liked most of the Transformers in this. Yeah. Which is why I went into it wanting to read his Transformer book. So Yeah. Yeah, it was I like a weird him. Transformer book, man. It was weird. But I thought most of the Soul Star Knights they were they were cool, but you know, as we get deeper into it, I'll kinda shed some more of my opinion. But I don't like that they were all the same color. It is kind of hard to tell. It was at some points it was hard to tell, like because they have the ability to just create weapons on their bodies. Everybody but Rom did that. Rom only used like hand blasters and the shield, but everyone mm-hmm. else was like four arms, six arms. Well, Mega they, blasters. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have their things. Like one is they use more like she has six arms, but they're all swords, and one uses oh, yeah. heavier artillery. And yeah, so, yeah, they can just kind of make them go at will. So, like I was saying, in this first issue, it the time thing is hard because it jumps from different time periods. Uh, they find she Rom finds this sole survivor Cybertronian in the ship that was getting chased, and it's just like a. I guess it's what they're what they look like when they're created. It's just yeah. like a lifeless sort of thing that had a heartbeat. Yeah, they're like proto forms. They're just they just look like robots. Yeah, and what I thought was interesting is this: like you, the random thoughts that these characters have about other uh, species and you know galaxies, just from rumblings that they hear, like "Oh, Cybertronians, they're just robots." And throughout this whole thing, they're like. Well, you wouldn't really understand because you were programmed a certain way. But like the Transformers are living beings. Mm -hmm. They're just not organic. Yeah, they have a soul. Yeah. And these the the Decepticons and Transformers are like, oh, these organic creatures, even though these Soul Star Knights are fucking impervious pretty much to everything. They're like they're very gentle, small creatures are fragile, but they're like beating the shit out of these giant Transformers. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she, 
this chick star drive this new character it's kind of whiny but she, she does get treated pretty bad yeah she, she grows up she grows up on soul star and everybody's just kind of mean to her except for rom but rom leaves because he's rom the world needs him mm-hmm. or the galaxy needs him so he leaves to go fight the dire race i like this bear you don't see much of him you don't see him at all. I thought it was so cool because it's just a bear with just like the, just like a domino mask, <laughs> Rom a domino mask. That would have been so cool. I think he went out into outer space with the rest of them and he's like, oh, my whole body's not covered and yeah. just like exploded. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, the Dire Race, I can't remember. The Dire Race, if they reach out, because I don't have the book, it's on my iPad somewhere else. The Dire Race make a deal with Starscream in issue one. Um, let's see. Let me see if I can pull it up on my phone real quick. If you have, yeah. It. So in the meantime, it's basically, what they do is there's this space station that the dire wraiths are invading, and okay. yeah, Starscream is also there. Basically, it's like, oh yeah, well, the Decepticons and dire wraiths, you know, like <laughs> it's very like it's a lot to to. To grasp in a first issue because the dire race they're like cockroaches man and they are everywhere yeah oh so yeah so they're the dire rates disguise themselves as these uh galactic council members and they're flown in by astro train and so that's kind of where cool. you learn i like astro train yeah it's a great show you know the fun you know they have the <laughs> funk line and everything it's great uh do we learn about do we learn about what's her name in issue one yes yes we learned that uh (laughs) star drive she is a cybertronian i feel like everyone all the soul star knights know about cybertronians and they sort of like i said treat her really bad but she eventually grows up to become a soul star knight which is really cool i thought that was cool yeah she's like the best of both worlds uh and she looks cool she looks cool. She's also a triple changer. Yeah. Did you find out like Astro Chain train. Sure, um, which makes her a badass. Yeah. As far as yeah, as far as Transformers are concerned, she's pretty badass. In the first issue, you find out like so the big deal with Transformers that they need Energon and they figure out how to synthesize Energon for um What's her name? Star Star Drive, mm-hmm. um, which is like a big fucking deal because the whole deal with that's what the war is. <laughs> yeah, Transformers is finding enough energon and like basically living to uh, like fighting to live one more day, you know, for mm-hmm. resources. So once they find this or find out about it, uh, Starscream's all about it. That's what he wants is this synthesizer. Yeah, and that's how he cuts the deal with the. Uh... Dire race, which is was a was M Night twist because Rom and the Solaris Soul Star Knights are trying to make a deal with the Council, and the Council pretty much runs everything on the Cybertron side of the galaxy, where they have all these rules and accords set up to like I don't really know. It was a lot, a lot of nerd jargon to like that part of it, but I know there there's this Council that pretty much was like the law of that galaxy. Yeah. The council is ch- chases the Cybertronian fi- uh, ship. He says, "This is our land." Mm-hmm. You know, 
I'm I'm able to whatever, and then they disappear. So that's their relationship kind of with them. And so the, the Soul Star Knights in Rom, they're trying to have like a treaty, like, hey, let's work together yeah. to kill the dire race. Come to find out that they're all dire race. Right. They're like, ha it's not going to happen so easily. Yeah. Yeah, the dire race thing, it reminded me a lot of the... I can't remember what the the dog things or whatever called in Avengers Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what they're called either. But they remind me of like the brood from like X-Men. Yeah, you know, X-Men too, books. Yeah. Or they, they go inside people and it's like they take over their bodies. Yeah, the brood. And then, then at the end, the Autobots bust in. And this like... The stereotypes, they're really playing into the stereotypes because they just like explode in and like start shooting stuff. Right. Yeah. They saw, again, they see that there's some kind of Decepticon reading or whatever and they blast in. They're like, fuck it. (laughs) Completely, yeah, mess up this like space station. And what's sad is it's like Ultra Magnus and Bumblebee. And Bumblebee is always supposed to be like the voice of reason. Uh huh. And, uh, and he he kind of is in this, like when uh, they were together. I mean, I mean, kind of like when he was like when they were talking about his inner monologue. I think it's the second issue. We'll talk about it in a second. But I think he he kind of is, but he's not very good at it at this point. Sorry, Starscream. The only one done here is you. And I love that Bumblebee. Oh yeah, that's a best the horns. That's that's my favorite one. Yeah, the uh, horny. Obviously, he's not a he's not a slug bug because they don't exist in space. The horny Bumblebee. <laughs> Yeah, and they're so blinded by like the Decepticon hate that they're just like they see people standing next to the Decepticons are like, yeah, fuck them, they're all evil. Yeah, which is, I mean, so we get into that more later, but that is a complaint that I have. Is it's such a trope? Like it's always, hey, I don't know you, I don't know you, fight, fight, well, fight. Yeah. We have yeah. a common and enemy. This is the thing that we talk about. We've been talking about a lot lately in these episodes where we talk where maybe in our review shows where it's like this whole thing could have been solved with a just a conversation man like this maybe three of these issues <laughs> like, yeah, really i think an issue four finally star drives like dang fucking just stop yeah well like if they would have did that right now then it'd have been like yeah those guys are evil the evil looking ones you know the decepticons are evil and then those space monsters they're evil Mm-hmm. we're good I, I also uh, I have a I mean my opinion on this artwork especially with this last panel I've always loved like drawn Transformers because I feel like they do they don't have the constraints of the physical world like computer yeah. animation or anything else has mm-hmm. so I've always liked how they're drawn I think they're so much cooler looking when they're going oh, yeah. out, like Ultra Magnus looks like a badass right here. He looks so cool. Even Bumblebee looks cool. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That little pea shooter. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I like the Transformers Armada show. It was like a very anime two D yeah, animation. Yeah, yeah, it came out right it, after Beast Wars, I think. Uh huh. And it wasn't so, uh, so you know, like uh, the the animated show like Netflix and stuff. It makes it look like. Oh, those parts look like that because it transforms. This one was a little bit more flexible on. Mm-hmm. Oh, that he just looks like that now, and you just have to use your imagination how that turns into a truck. Right. But I like it because it's like this. Like it, it's not so 
hard set on being a transformer for the sake of like every meticulous piece has to transform into something. Right. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense how they how they transform. I did like that about Transformers Animated too. Yeah, I, I feel oh, like. like the the there was like sort of a, for younger. Yeah, kind of like a Teen Titans thing, and it was I like that. That was one of my favorite ones. Yeah, and it, what I really thought was cool is how they made the toys work. Mm-hmm. Like because yeah made, yeah yeah they made the toys and it was like holy shit they the engineers made it look like that cartoon that doesn't look real like yeah. doesn't look like anything would fit. And the toy looks exactly the same in both modes. So that was cool. Anyway, onward. <laughs> Rom versus Transformers Shining Armor. Oh. <laughs> Issue number two. Starscream forges an unholy pact with the dire wraiths and Bumblebee and Ultra Magnus are hot on his trail. Unfortunately for them, Rom and the Soul Star Knights don't know the difference between Autobots and Decepticons. And they're ready to fight all comers. <laughs> I wanted to say that like that. I did think it was cool. And they don't explain it in this issue, but once they have their conversation, they explain it. And I did think that was really cool. Not cool, but oh, that makes more sense now. Sort of like later on, they explain like Rom is like, you guys are all Cybertronian, right? So that's why you guys are all bad. Like you guys are all bad. Mm -hmm. Ultra Magnus is like, oh, no. In some colonies, in some universe, galaxies, it's not a whole unified planet. And he's just like, how do you guys get anything done then? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, man. So, it's yeah. like... Uh, that's why we've been at war for four million years. That's how racists think, though. Ultra, <laughs> yeah. Ultra Magnus as a racist is like, yeah, but I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah, he is. And there, I really did feel that. Yeah. Uh, a lot. I felt mm-hmm. like... Rom and the Soul Stars had a little bit of it. Oh, for not sure. Rom, not Rom. No, Rom is the, the one chick, of the good ones. The, <laughs> yeah, the Livia or whatever her name was. She was hardcore. Like just, she was just like kill them all, kill everybody, mm-hmm. just kill everything <laughs> yeah. besides us. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Burn it. Uh, but that's not what happened to issues two. Issue two. It's just it's more of the same thing. Like it's more of just a shit show to me. They're just destroying this space station that yeah, they're still obliterating. The and only, there are they say the only thing is holding it together is the force field. Part of me was wondering if they were going to show I, the whole time. I was like, "Where is Megatron at? Uh, where is Optimus Prime?" And mm-hmm. They do name drop them, but I was like, mm, "Where are they at? Are they going to show them? Is it going to be like an issue five thing where Optimus Prime comes in with his axe and chops somebody's head off?" No, never happened. I don't like the Dire Race. I don't even like the design of the characters. No, they're kind of lazy. But they also, it's very rapey and it freaks me out. I don't like them. (laughs) It's just like really, really every little piece of them, it's extremely detailed. Mm -hmm. It just seems like edgy. I don't know. You talked about like early artists, like (laughs) freshman year. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, like Edge Lords, like this is my hate. (laughs) It's yeah. got teeth all over. It is like, look, we transform too, and it's just like more horns. And I absolutely, Starscream is one of my favorite characters in this book. Mm-hmm. Like his lines to me is just like he really doesn't give a shit about this, right? Like even when the Dire Race are trying to make a deal, he's like, "You're talking about organic on organic problems. 
I, just kill these guys. I don't give a shit about them. <laughs> like, why would I care about them? <laughs> I'm a giant robot, man. I do not give. You guys are ants. I don't give a shit about that. That's not real. That's, you don't have real problems. It's crazy how many moments they have where they're like holding one of the space knights or whatever. Soltar. Yeah. <laughs> Solars. Soltar. The Soltar knights. Uh, where they could, seems like they could just squish him, but they never do. They never do. Rom is such a good guy. He is a nerd. Like you said, he's just like, he's too nice. He's way too nice. Everyone hates Starstride or whatever her name is, Star Drive, but he's, he's like her mentor, so he's trying to look out for her. We don't ever see this snake space knight, only in flashbacks. He looks cool, though. He's like kind of a leader. Yeah, you see him in, the, in that, and you see him at the very end, but that's it. <clears throat> yeah, he looks like a badass. So, he's not in it, though. You start to see in this issue, we get our first glimpse of a dire wraith Cybertronian hybrid. Yeah, uh, the dire wraiths, you know, as as we said earlier, the dire wraiths can possess anyone, but they can really possess Cybertronians, and they make like these crazy. Well, they can't control it. Usually, when they possess somebody, they control their uh, they control that person. They can transform back and forth, and on this one. The leader, some weird alien edgelord named Vexatrax or whatever yeah. his name is, he says, because uh, Starscream's like, hey, man, uh, listen, I know we had a deal, but like, I don't want, like, what what's, what was that? What the fuck was that? Like, I, I don't want to lose any of my guys. I did appreciate that about him. Like, he wasn't going to use, the ever, the Decepticons know that they have small numbers anyway. So he's like, hey, man, I, we didn't sign up for that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Valtrex is like, what's that's not his name, but he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'll, he's like, I don't give a shit. I will lose thousands and thousands of men to kill Rom. Yeah. Well, it's kind of crazy too. I love how often they get people's names wrong. Like, especially. I thought it was funny too. Well, and it was sad. So it's sad to me. They take this first Autobot. They just, again, it's like real rapey. I don't like how they just like grab him. They're like, get him off of me. And then they. <laughs> yeah, the tentacles. The spike. Yeah. It's very edgelord, like you said. It's creepy. I don't, I'm not a fan. Uh, well, it was weird because it was like uh, Sky Shot or whatever his name is. And it was yeah, his first Sky. time showing up. Yeah, Sky Blast. He, and that's interesting. And they do this a lot in the Netflix shows. They make expendable characters, which they've never yeah. done. Except for in the movie where they kill everybody, but and yeah. and except for those racist robots, yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna make it to the end, mammy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I meant the cartoon, but yes. So <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah they they have this one. He's just expendable. He's there for five seconds, gets taken over, and now he's the he's the bad guy. This is like weird yeah. squiddy monster. Yeah, it is very rapey. Go, soldier, take him. And then it's just like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a weird. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It burns. Enter. Go, soldier, enter him. Yeah, just like all these tentacles wrap around his legs. Yeah, yeah. I imagine like all the other like trans Autobots are just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, I just realized when he says it's burns, like I mentioned, it was. Sky Blast, but it's the other dude, the 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 thing. soldier. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Sky Blast is dead at that point. 
that's the other thing that I find really sad is like there's no coming back once they're infected. No. And it I mean, seems Ultra like, Magnus, well, it's spoiler, but Ultra Magnus fights it a little bit. Yeah, but, but he's, he's not coming back. He's still no, he's not. Yeah, he's not coming back. But uh, anyway, this is when shit starts to really hit the fan for the colony. Like it's gonna break off into the atmosphere. Um, and that's when Sky Bridge, Sky. <laughs> there, the problem with these Decepticon and Autobot, all of these Cybertronian names, is like they're so stupid and they're so similar. Well, it's funny because we were just talking about Transformer names the other day. Um, I can't remember which names we were talking about. I was like, oh, that's a great Transformer name. <laughs> yeah, because that's, I mean, <laughs> like they're just so. I like this. He's like Death Flapper. He's like uh, my uh, name actually. is uh, Doomwings. Yeah, it like, happens a lot. Like later on, he's like Sky Train or whatever. Yeah, he's like actually never mind. Yeah. <laughs> they do that like it's like a running joke in this, which I thought was really really good because I can never like you know who the main ones are. Yeah, but anybody else that's under anybody lower than Bumblebee, no chance. Yeah. Well, even, I feel like Bumblebee is a special case. Like yeah, he, he is up he's there. pretty low, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. just a dude. Yeah, he just happens to be best friends with Optimus Prime. Yeah. <laughs> like that's his—he's like Robin, pretty much. Right. Well, he's like that friend that you bring around. Is like, yeah, I know he's kind of like slow, but he's you know. Yeah, I'm, because I'm, it's like, I've known him forever, like, <laughs> and my mom. Yeah, I know he's kind of lame, but yeah, we're friends. Like he. Yeah, they go to Earth and they all become these badass vehicles. You know, like Cliff Drummer becomes a fucking hot rod. Optimus becomes this giant 18-wheeler. And he's like, hey, Bumblebee, what do you become? And he's like, mm, oh, yeah. Slugbug. <laughs> Slugbug. <laughs> what are you doing, man? And I think his, I think this version is pretty cool, but his Cybertronian-like version, the, I've always really liked vehicle? That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, like the like I was saying, Valtrex. I'm just going to call him that for now because it's easier for me to remember. <laughs> That's good. He tells or Starscream's like, "Hey, man, I didn't sign up for this. I don't want. I can't lose these guys. Megatron's going to fucking kill me, man. I yeah. can't lose any more soldiers." I always love that Stars. This is a sidebar in that sidebar. I always love that Starscream hangs out with the airplanes. Mm-hmm. Like it's always the airplanes. It's so much more practical than fucking cars. Like being an airplane transformer. Makes way more sense than being a car. Even in this, when the thing explodes, they're like, oh, actually, we can't. We're stuck. Ultra Magnus and Bumblebee are like, well, we're fucking dead. Yeah, we can't fly at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Valtrix is like, uh, well, that's not technically, I didn't. that's not my fault, even though I did tell him to take him over. He's not a Diorath and he's not a Cybertronian anymore. That's like a, that's a whole new mess of, I don't even know what that is. And this monster yeah. is just... Killing everything. Akira monster right there. Yeah. And it's just killing everything. And again, it's very it's very, edgy, very rapey. Like the guy has his tongue out and he's just like, Yeah, yeah, take off. It's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> weird. Yeah, no wonder they're and this is where we learned that Skydrive is a trip triple changer because she turns into this cool ass airplane. Yeah and saves it's just all miscommunication and i was just getting so frustrated with like everyone was getting pissed off about every little thing and it was just a total misunderstanding like they were getting butthurt that she was going to go back to her people the cybertronians but she was just going to save them 
Because yeah. that's what Rom taught her to do. Well, not only that, they give her shit constantly for existing. So why wouldn't she go with <laughs> yeah. someone who's nicer? Yeah, they can't, they're about to die. Everyone's going to die. Obviously, the Space Knight or the Soul Star Knights can breathe and fly in space. <laughs> they have that Iron Man modular armor that can change into whatever the fuck they need. Mm-hmm. They can survive. She's like, they can't survive. So I need to go help them. Even though I guess they wouldn't die. They would just float in space. Yeah, yeah, they would. But just, I guess it was the explosion that the explosion was going to kill them. Maybe. Just jump real hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Shoot, shoot all your blasters and just kind of like. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I was just really frustrated with this episode, with this issue. Uh, I still love Rom. This book, the he's just the greatest character. The covers are killer, by the way. Oh man, they're so good. Um, and like the the transformer designs are some of the best i've seen yeah so herein lies some complaints that i have that i was here goes let's do it that i started to bring up i think that there's no stakes the only stakes in this are from valtrex (laughs) and Hmm. like his diarrhea people because like they shoot each other they're all shooting each other nobody's getting hurt this was weird because the Rom and them roll up on Ultra Magnus and they just blast his ass. Yeah, they make it, you know, after they land, after Sky, what's her name? Sky Space. Sky Drive. Sky Drive. Star uh, Drive. No, Star Drive. I don't know. So, yeah, whatever. Star Drive is the uh, Soul Star Transformer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they after she saves them and they land in a hole, they crash onto whatever yeah. planet this is. They roll up and, you know, these the Soul Star Knights and just blast the shit out of Ultra Magnus, like you said. <laughs> and there's like this cliffhanger moment at the end of this issue, like oh god, Ultra Magnus. There's all this smoke. Great illustrations. A cool page. I like everything about it. But then, like the next issue, and he we'll just, just go into gets that. up. He's just he just fine. Gets like up. they just skip over all this nonsense, and he's fine. Um, this cover is so good. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, and it's the same with all the, how the space, <laughs> these Soul Star Knights are being like shot at, by, or picked up by giant robots and, you know, no problem. Yeah. And the, they're shooting giant robots. It's very much a Saturday morning cartoon, like G.I. Yeah. Joe Transformers moment where every, there's bullets and lasers flying everywhere. No one gets hurt. Yeah, it was, it's very much a, I feel like a lot of these crossovers are like that. Like when you do these big property crossovers, like this is a Hasbro crossover or whatever. I I was surprised at some moments in this though. Like they, how they raise the stakes, I guess. Like yeah, they got yeah. rid of characters, you know? Yeah. I will say, okay, so yeah, just go ahead and take it away with issue number three and then we'll talk about it. But these covers are great. All right, issue number three: Rom versus Transformer, Shining, Shining Uma. Issue three: <laughs> Crash landed on a mysterious planet, and pursued by both Decepticons and Diorates, the Soul Star Knights and Autobots will have to set aside their differences in order to save themselves. Very close. This scene. So there's a scene um, where it shows them attacking. Uh, yeah. That's a great splash page. 
Yeah, it's cool. Like all my all my friends again, all my friends. It's just like sort of this running gag of me liking Rom, and I, it it started from that. Like, pick the most obscure character and say that I like him just for the sake of jokes. But then over time, I'm like, genuinely, I think it's a cool character. He's a this guy that in the Marvel side of it, which is not related to this, but similar story of like spending all these years. He becomes Rom because his family gets killed, sort of Silver Surfer style but not like becoming a herald of Galactus, but his family gets killed. So he becomes a space knight to hunt down and get revenge on these dire race. He learns that they're infecting earth. He's on earth and he fucking teams up with Avengers and X-Men. Like it's a cool story. Like this guy that has this way bigger problems than like the shit that happens on earth. <laughs> but yeah. now he's kind of like having to do both. So now he's trying to have, he has to say, he's like, damn, now I'm on earth. I came to, eradicate the dire race but fucking dr doom is also trying to shoot me now because i'm here and i'm hanging out with spider-man and you know the thing so now he has like all these extra problems for a guy that's like i really don't give a shit about this man <laughs> like i just yeah. want to kill these bad guys that you guys don't give a shit about and i, I just i just fell in love with that character i have to compliment um this you know this idw right i have to compliment yeah. their reimagining of the character but he's still yeah, his shoulder areas are still a little goofy a little square <laughs> but the yeah. rest i mean they do a great job updating they, that character yeah they did it obviously they wanted to pay to keep you know some of the noticeable aspects of it i like his gun too i think to me it looks like the the saw gun i think from dead space like they did a it's good way job. better than his old his like old flat microwave <laughs> And some yeah, of these, such, that's some, a cool character. Yeah, these other Space Knights are really cool too. Um, like, what's her, Silva and this other one. Like, they're, I love how they all have their different specialties and you can tell that they're different people. Because like the Soul Star Knights, once they go in the armor, that's it. They can't come yeah. out. And so you can tell he's like a human humanoid character. But then you have this other one that's got like, the backward knees thing and four arms. Grasshopper legs, yeah. Yeah. So it's cool that they the and of course, you know, they have the Cybertronian. So it's cool that they're not just exclusive to his type of people. Yeah, they don't just become like ROMs. Like they don't just all like robot verd looking characters. They keep their characteristics, but then they Yeah, that is cool. And Silva, especially this panel right here, again, kind of G. I. Joe E, you know, where Ultra yeah. Magnus just draw just stops this, but all these lasers that she can shoot at the same time. It's cool, man. That was cr- that was crazy. I was like, man, that is great. Yeah, I wasn't annoyed. I wasn't annoyed with that, and, and I wasn't annoyed with Ultra Magnus until you said that because yeah, it is dramatic as hell. Smoke coming from his chest, blacked out eyes on mm-hmm. issue two, and then the first page of issue one, he's just like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, teach you to sucker punch me like yeah, it's just like it's cool it's cool to see and also which we were alluding to earlier these are normal size characters you know like humanoid size they are beating the shit out of these transformers which are giants yeah. uh like i said those those giant blasts which look really cool it hurts him he blocks the shot ultra magnus blocks the shot but it obviously hurts him yeah um, and this is finally where Star Drive is. She is a little whiny, but 
her life has sucked. Yeah, she doesn't know shit about shit. She doesn't know where she's come from. She doesn't know what who to believe. Yeah, I mean, at this moment, she's never seen Cybertronians as anything but what her people, have, uh, these Soulstar Knights, have told her. Yeah, and Ultra Magnus is not a very good like it. It would have been different if it was Optimus Prime. It would have been way different because Optimus Prime likes to talk. And I think that's part of it too. And, yeah. and they explain this a little le- uh, later, but I think that it's really cool that Ultra Magnus isn't is like a rank. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. I really because I was kind of chaffed about. We'll talk about it in a second because yeah. they did it. They did it in a, in a really interesting way. But they they have this heart to heart moment, and then they still really don't. They still kind of like. Uh, Okay, well, I guess we're technically on the same side. They don't really understand each other yet, though. Because mm-hmm. this was what I was talking about. Like, Rama's like, well, you guys are all from Cybertron. I don't understand. And then that's when Ultra Magnus is like, well, we've been at war with each other for, you know, since I can remember four million years, which I think is so weird that this is this just millions of years. That's all this planet has been is just war. Yeah. That's it- crazy. So it's interesting. We were talking about alt forms earlier, and I love Bumblebee's. Cybertronian art uh, alt form, which was always like, like flow, it like hovered, but it's mm-hmm. interesting that he has these two wheels on the back. It's just a kind of a cool design. He's got these. Yeah, he looks great in this. Yeah, two wheels that just kind of hang out. Uh, so Star Drive is fed up with everybody. Yeah, she doesn't like the Soul Star Knights. And she doesn't even really like the Transformers. She's just like, I'm just tired of all of this shit. You guys are all wrong. Her main thing is like, she's pretty much Rom's protege. And what he taught her is like protecting every, and which I really love about his character is like legitimately means it. Yeah. Like there's times, I think it's not, maybe in the next issue, but in the issue two, he's like, we're going to save these people. If, even if we die, like it doesn't matter. We're going to save everybody. And then in the, the issue further on, um, they're on a planet and he's like, he's talking to these people and like trying to comfort them. He's like, I'm going to protect you guys or I'm going to die beside you. Like those are the only two options. It's like, that's, that's it. And so I really like that his character is nerdy and he is played by the rules, but he's also like for real about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We get some other, we get some very major story beats. So like the, the ship, the space station falls to Earth. The weird hybrid is on Earth now. I mean, not Earth. This is not Earth. This is like a... Yeah, whatever whatever planet it is. Yeah. So it lands on this planet in the middle of a community, and it's like killing all these little gas mask people and their dinosaur pets. Um, but then it just explodes. Like, eventually, the reaction is so heavy on both the Cybertronian and the Wraith that it, like, catches on fire, explodes. And uh, they're they're mm-hmm. making all these observations, and at one point, you know, the diorates talk about infecting the people if they're robots as well, and they pull the head off, and it's just they pull this helmet off. Starscream just, and it's just a dude like a hairy <laughs> monkey man, and they ew. fucking throws yeah, it's him, like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> just throws him. Um, but some important things they're trying to save these people, and Star Drive goes down. Get some of them uh, in her cockpit as the <laughs> her alt form, and she gets blasted 
in the cockpit and you see a, a page of just like all these dead people like in her cockpit. It's <laughs> just like she's yeah. crashing and they're like, ah, like terrible. Mm-hmm. And she's like, little people, can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, and that's the same thing where it's like, yeah, it's like she's fighting him, and then I think it's Starscream that she's he's, she's going up against. He's like, listen, you can't just roll up on me, man. I've been fighting for four million years. Turns around, murders those people. That is a raised stakes situation. I was like, damn, yeah, I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, she, yeah, she's a newcomer, and they've been flying and dogfighting and. For so long, she doesn't. She doesn't know, which comes up later. Yeah, uh, they also talk about how she says like she's cold. I think it's in one. She's like, "Man, this planet's really cold." And Rom's like, "Well, we don't feel anything." And you start to notice that just because because she's a Cybertronian and a Soul Star Knight, she's she has a different physiology than them, mm-hmm. and. Which that's sort of important for a beat later. But there's this one scene where um, Starstream tries to get the jump on the Soul Star Knights and Rom just uppercuts them, which is like the greatest thing ever, man. Yeah, it is crazy to see these little guys knock out these big guys. But here we're seeing like some, it's just, it's it's scary because now all these villagers on this planet are being infected. Um, my, my thing about that is like, you don't ever see them get affected. Like it's just, we, I don't understand how it works. Like it's very dramatic and intense when these cyber, when these transformers get infected, but like they've just been around this rock. Bumblebee's helping everybody get warm. Why are they waiting to become aggro? Like they're sitting around this rock to chill, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, we're bad." Well, it's you know you bring that up, and I'm also curious how this works. Like, is it like zombies where they touch somebody, or are these people just infected by currently existing entities, so they're not really multiplying? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where don't his know. soldiers come from. Die um, race. No wonder we have to kill them all. Yeah, but. You know, Bumblebee almost gets uh, taken in, and Ultra Magnus is just like killing the shit out of him. Astro Train going nuts. Yeah, Ultra Magnus is just. My problem with him in this book is that he's too many different characters. He's like a hardcore conservative jerk a lot of times. And then he's the leader, not the leader of the Autobots, but the leader of the situation. And then he's just Bumblebee's friend. And then he's also like, it's just, I don't know, man. Well, like at this now, now he's like sacrificing himself. He's like, everybody go away. I will kill them all. And he like befriends the soul star Knights. And I, I don't know. I think his, I honestly think it is because with another, you know, what we'll talk about in a little bit is because he is several different people. Technically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's not he's not the Ultra Magnus that I'm thinking of when I'm reading this. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. So yeah, uh, Bumblebee and and this other Soul Star Knight just kind of boogie out of there. Um, and uh, gosh, I can't remember. Star Star Slide, <laughs> Star Star Drive, Star Drive gets kind of cornered and 
the basically the end of the issue is Starscream trying to sweet talk her. And you know, it's funny if you look at his his design, like he's got the the rotors on, but it, they look like little nips. Like he's got yeah, little. Yeah, I never noticed that. <laughs> but yeah, she's depressed about like she's depressed about uh, those guys. She just wanted to help those people, and they fucking got blasted. Was well, again one of my favorite scenes, even though it was depressing. She's creating her gun right here, which I noticed that's she is way more powerful than all the Transformers because she has that armor that can create weapons, and mm-hmm. she is a giant weapon. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, Starscream's a bitch. But he's such a smooth. That's what this is the part where I start to think like, how does this guy with this screechy ass voice turn into a Hello. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, let's not do anything hasty. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like smooth talker, but that's the. And, that's, go ahead. And so this, there at this point, we have sort of a singular. Steak. I know you talked about they're wearing steaks, but now everyone is trying to be sure to get the Energon synthesizer. That's mm-hmm. the object. And where the only reason the Soul Star Knights want it is because if it gets destroyed, it could take out the whole planet. Livia or whatever wants it to be destroyed because she's like, fuck these. They're everywhere. Just kill everybody. Yeah, burn it. Rom is just like, damn, man. Rom's just trying to keep the peace the whole time. Junket. And, uh, so she's like, she's actually thinking about making a deal with Starscream. For some reason, Starscream's like, hey, come with us, man. Like, he won't leave that part alone. Like, she's like, take the damn thing. But he's like, no, just come with us, too. She's like, no, motherfucker, just take it and leave me alone. Like, I don't understand why that's such a big deal. Yeah. They don't have robot penises. Well, and I start to think, <laughs> I think it has to do with her being a triple changer and the fact that she's got that armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they do said. have dwindling numbers. That's a, a known thing for the Decepticons. Yeah, they're like, let's make some sweet babies. Yeah, because Optimus Prime has a girlfriend. That little pink ro- uh, motorcycle. <laughs> RC. <laughs> uh, is this my turn? Issue number four? This is your turn. Wait. Rom yeah. versus the Transformers. Shining armor. Ching, oh. <laughs> ching. <laughs> Issue number four, Stardrive is torn between joining her fellow Transformers and staying with Rom and his knights. And the fate of an innocent world rests in her choice. So, this world is obviously cannon fodder. These people have been getting obliterated since they landed. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't really feel for these people besides when Starscream chunked that one guy over his shoulder. But that was even kind of like a funny moment. Yeah. Ooh, gross and hairy. (laughs) Yeah, but you're right. Like, they don't mean shit. And this is a perfect example of this, but it shows that this it's the same for the soul star Knights. Like they're like, just burn it. Yeah. And we'll save see, half the population. You get to see the confliction in, and that's why I alluded to him being like, sort of like silver surfer because silver surfer has that, you know, he only take, he usually only takes Galactus to planets with no life. But he has that conflicting thing. Like, uh, I don't want to do this. You see that in Rom, like he's like, "Damn, man, I don't kill all these people." Like he's always coming up with a logical reason why they don't have to obliterate. Every time they that Livia chick wants to blow up a planet, he always logically talks his way out of it. But at this time, he might not be able to. Let's talk about Ultra Magnus just kicking the shit out of all those wraiths, man. Yeah, straight squeezing them in half. 
I didn't realize. I thought he was launching fire out of his hand, but now I realize that was that stone. Wow, yeah, you're right. I thought it was too. I was about to just say like he's doing a Kamehameha blast on these guys. But he's just smashing people. He with yeah, that heated rock. He does a really he's great job, man. He's killing it. But, I've always loved about Ultra Magnus, I've always loved his shoulders. Like how they're these yeah. towering shoulders, which don't make sense, but they work. They specifically work in you know, animated style like this, like you said earlier. Yeah. Well, knees look cool. Sometimes they look like steel eye beams with a cap on top, like they look kind of goofy. <laughs> but yeah. this is particular is kind of sad because he's just getting as many as he kills. He's still getting overrun. Yeah, that's what sucks about these guys. They're everywhere. And eventually, yeah, he's just kind of rooted to the ground, which makes you what? I mean, I just I don't understand these guys. They can be anything and everything and whatever. Yeah. How do you beat them? How do you beat them? We got to read the wrong book, man. They're like the Rhombus. flood, almost. The promise. They're like the flood <laughs> from Halo. Like you literally just seems like you have to burn it. We didn't talk about, and I don't know if I we missed it. I don't know if it's in a coming issue, which we only have one left. But there is a, a part where Veltrex, whatever his name <laughs> is, is like, we have to defeat Rom, and his knights. And Starscream's like, listen, I don't give a shit about. Read only memory, <laughs> which is great because, like, as a oh, computer yeah. term, he's like, I don't give a shit about read only memory and his nights. And it's just like, no one's ever made that as, as I've read every Marvel book that Ron was in, and no one has ever made that joke. And I think it's perfect. And it's just like, oh man, that's great. Starscream is really good. <laughs> in this yeah. Book. Uh, and also in this p- same page where Ultra Magnus is beating the shit out of these raids, this is where Valtrex is like, um, Astrotrans or whatever his name is, it's like, I man, he's really giving it to these guys. He's kicking the shit out of them. And Veltrex is like, well, good thing I have a thousand soldiers. And he's like, oh, actually, my name's Astrotrain because Veltrex <laughs> calls him Sp- Star Truck. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, never mind. Yeah, my name's never mind. Yeah, it's so it's so funny. But yeah, then again, just more. Oh man, it's so good to see him. It's so cool to see him just like tearing through these guys. But the the main bad guy is just it's like really convenient for him. He's like, mm, also, yeah, my soldiers aren't really doing anything. But I didn't mention earlier, I'm actually uh, <laughs> evil scientist, and yeah. I figure out <laughs> I'm invincible. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've actually figured out how to take the like. We haven't seen you take a step aside to like calculate how to do this. You just like internally figured this out. I figured out how to take over Cybertronians without losing yourself. And just like, what? And then he takes over. We, what we assume we, he takes over, um, ultra Magnus. Yeah. We get this big exchange between the, between Bumblebee and this other, uh, soul star Knight that escaped with him. And basically, she's like, well, you're a machine, so, you know, I can't believe you left him, but you're a machine, so you don't have any honor or feelings, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's like what we talked about earlier. She's just like, yeah, you were programmed to be like that, so it makes sense. And he's like, motherfucker, that was my friend. He's dead now. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, he he's he did that to save us, so. And it Yo, goes shawty. into, like... It, it's really like into stereotypes, not necessarily racism, but like stereotypes. Like they looking at them as just 
robots. And I'm like, we're not robots. You have four arms and you're silver. Like, you're a fucking robot. Don't call me a robot, yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> call me a robot? You're a robot. <laughs> but yeah. And then we just see more of these like cannon fodder flyers. I thought that they were going to get taken over. They never did. But I was like, they're about to have a whole fleet of like flying dire wraith transformers. But I like it in in the transformer circles that I'm a part of. They call it, they're the cone heads. Yeah, because they, they all look exactly the same. Yeah, and they got the the stupid like transformation where the <laughs> cone of the jet is their head. Yeah, even though Starscream doesn't have that. It's his torso. Yeah. He gets smart. This is the scene where they're attacking Rom, and Rom just creates this giant shield. Yeah, he's And he's pre- telling them, like, hey, I'll die with you guys. Yeah, he's and they're like, hey, man, that, we, don't want the, we don't want that. Protecting that family of five on <laughs> the, yeah. the whole planet. <laughs> like, hey, man, we don't, want, we don't want you to die at all, so please don't. Please that's, don't. That's a super cool panel, though. It's a very cool yeah. uh, moment. Yeah, it goes to show you, like, we talked about there's a hack and slash Space Knight. There's that heavy artillery. And Rom is really, he uses shield a lot more. Mm-hmm. This is like his second or third time where he creates a shield to, to protect somebody. So it's cool. And he uses only like a handgun. So it's cool to see like he's sort of like a minimalist with his weaponry. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them are just like over the top swords and <laughs> blasters and guns and stuff. Again, guys, you it's a ROM book, so you already knew I was gonna fangirl about ROM <laughs> as much as I but ROM. Let's he's talk. just perfect, okay? Yeah, let's just talk about ROM, okay? He's just perfect. Look at him. Uh, um, we get a lot more Starscream and uh, Star Drive kind of talking, and luckily, see, I'm glad she didn't fall for that. She's just like, Can you just take this? I don't care, just take this synthesizer and leave, get out of here. Yeah, uh, but eventually they're found out, and Rom and the, and Silver like, you thought you could sneak behind us, but nah, man, we got you, dog. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is another moment like they knock out one of his cone heads or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, throw 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 him at Starscream, and uh, start shooting, and Starscream just holds him up as a shield, and he's like, make yourself useful. <laughs> And the guy wakes up and he's like, what's going on? And, Holy bolts. Yeah, That's he's great. still getting shot. And then Starscream basically convinces him, like, I'm just saving your ass again. You know, like, <laughs> that's great. Oh, it's too funny. But again, it's funny that this guy is getting shot and it's like nothing. Like, he's not dying. They yeah. are kind of, it's, <laughs> so I was watching an, an analysis of The Matrix 2 the other day. And, you know, the courtyard scene where he's fighting all the Mr. Smiths. Like when you watch the choreography, it's fast, it's cool, and everything. But you watch it, and he's like not trying to hurt these guys. You know, it's a lot of slap fighting. Yeah, Um, and that's kind of what I feel like here. It's like nobody's really. Yeah, because you got to get them. They talk about it. You got to destroy the Matrix. That's the only real way to kill a Transformer. You Mm -hmm. can rip their arms off and shit. Yeah, man. But until you get that spark. But yeah, and then the silver Olivia, whatever whatever her name is, is just full on jerk. Her and Star Drive, Star Drive don't like each other. They get into a yelling match, and Rom's just like, "Damn, man, everybody chill, man." Fucking ladies, y'all chill. Y'all tripping for man? And she gets ready. Star Drive's like, "You know what? I'm I quit." Rom's like, "Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't do that." 
you got to give us that suit back and you can't. So you can't quit. And she's going to fly off with the synthesizer. And then Sylvia or whatever her name is, just shoots her ass out of the sky. Yeah. Which is great. That's the second time she's crashed. Yeah. Which, how do you shoot a transformer out of the sky? Someone explain. I don't know. But she does. Then she just drives off. And then Bumblebee jumps on her. It's just, that's just a lot of. This particular issue I was getting frustrated with because, like you said, so she she gets frustrated and just runs into Silva, like runs her through a building as the truck mm-hmm. and then like sideswipes her, knocks her around, and then Bumblebee jumps in and it's like, hey, man, what are you, what are you fighting? <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of that. and But I do like that. Starscream, they're just floating above them. Like, let them work it out, and we'll just clean up whatever's left and get yeah. our synthesizer. Him and his coneheads. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it was like, well, crap, they worked it out. I guess we'll have to do this. Um, and they do. They finally do talk a little they bit. They finally talk it out, yeah. Everybody kind of just stops fighting, and then they have a moment of peace, and they see, hey, look, you did it. You're alive, Ultra Magnus sad right and that is a cool i wish that panel was bigger because i think that panel of him like cresting the horizon with the sunset behind him is super cool it's so good it reminds me a lot of uh macross i feel like i've seen a macross something like that where their ship transforms i believe it yeah but anyway um super cool instantly ruined it's instantly ruined by the next page though yeah but this was this is a very Grunlagen like monster. This, it's just too it's too much though. Uh yeah, in some places there's too many mounts. But I do like uh, sometimes it looks pretty cool in my too opinion. Too many tongues. So venomized. Oh man, it just seems like they just kept going. You know those people that just like doodle like <laughs> infinite doodles yeah. that's what it was it's just like they just kept going with yeah it. even uh even the symbol you know his like <laughs> autobot symbols are all um like they got teeth they're mad yeah. and then the thousands of diorites i really don't understand these characters i really want to like they're just sort of like creepy people that live in the shadows and like they're sort of like scrolls in the marvel universe yeah, they're magic users that are trying to hide. And this, they're just like, they it's just, like an infestation. They just pop out of nowhere too. I really don't understand. Yeah, like it does seem that, like is it? Yeah, a, now they're fighting this horde. Yeah, is it like the flood where there's like different stages where you get infected, then you become a carrier, then you blow up, and you you know create yeah. more. I don't yeah, because like, why wouldn't you just lead with the giant army? Because you could overrun them anytime. It has to be something like that. The wave. Yeah. He looks cool now on page 90 he, because he has less mouths, more spikes, less mouths. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty cool page. Uh, I like this one a lot. You know, I like this sequence a lot because, you know, Starscream's like, all right, yeah, we got him right where we want him. Let's get him. And then he just chokes him out like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't need you. You know, Starscream's always getting the short end of the stick, even though he's usually fucking up. He always gets like Megatron always gets his ass. Yeah, I don't like how this well, tail, uh, this Ultra Magnus hybrid tail, 
Looks like it's about to tongue his butthole, though. <laughs> yeah. It's coming up for the real thing. Yeah, it was a, this is a weird, this is a weird issue, man. It's a weird book. It is a very strange book. Um, Take it away, issue number five. I think we're on issue number five now. Yeah, just one more thing. It, uh, so one thing uh, Bubblebee brings up is like, you can fight this Ultra Magnus. And it's just like, nah, man. Ain't nobody coming no, back from this. He did. Yeah. He did, bro. His torso is a mouth now. So. Yeah. All right. Rom versus Transformers. Shining Armor. Wing. Issue five. <laughs> Bumblebee versus Rom versus Starcream versus <laughs> Starcream. Starcream. <laughs> <laughs> versus the Diaries versus Ice Cream. All alliances are <laughs> off this. <laughs> are off. This is a fight for survival, torn between her Cybertronian heritage and her Soulstar Nida bringing Star Drive takes control of her fate. Her yeah, Cybertronian heritage. <laughs> she has like a Cybertronian fucking flag. <laughs> it's a hazard flag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. That'd be great. She doesn't want Ed to do with anything with either one of them at this point, though. She fucking hates them all. Yeah, she's very confused, and I feel bad for her. Um... So you start one thing we start to see in this particular issue is the uh like Ultra Magnus inner monologue split. Yeah, we see the inv- in infection sort of taking over his his inside, I guess, like what his thought process is like. Yeah. His insides. Yeah, this this episode or this last issue just really just goes balls to the wall. Yeah. Cartoon. It's like even <laughs> she gets an accessory from this other Shell Star Knight who has these swords. So she's like, point all your swords in the same direction. And I'm going to, she uses yeah. her as a sword. Uh, start hey, right. what? Let me go. Nah. Yeah. No sword now, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uses her as a sword and cuts off uh, Ultra Magnus's guy's arm. And we see Ultra Magnus just barely holding on, barely holding on to life. Yeah, Sad. inner inner monologue, and, and then we see some transformers. I don't really know what this tank is. Oh, it's a triple changer. One of the cone heads is a triple changer. Yeah, that's cool. Triple. He should have had. He should have had some more respect. Nah, man. Nah, fuck him. No respect. But they're just getting eviscerated by this Ultra Magnus Wraith. Mm-hmm. He's beating the shit out of them. Yeah, but then uh, what's her name? Silva ends up saving Star Drive. They put aside their their differences. She's like, you know what? You're one of us because Starscream is like basically like, let's get this damn, let's stop playing around. Let's get this damn synthesizer. Let's get the fuck out of here. Fuck all of these people. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it. Let's just leave. But then uh, Silva saves her. Yeah. Yeah. And right after that, I mean, everything is coming to a resolution. Right after that, basically, Ultra Magnus explains. This is where he explains that that kind of he's not Ultra Magnus isn't a person, not just one person. It is a rank. Like you get this armor, much mm-hmm. like, almost like the Primes. You know, there was Orion Pax that became Optimus Prime. Uh, in this one. Convoy became Ultra Magnus, and the Ultra Magnus yeah. armor kind of goes back to Cybertron when someone dies. Yeah, and the one before they make it seem like the one 
before dies. Well, the one before doesn't die, though. Yeah, they, they yeah. make it seem like that at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's why this guy stepped in. And so that makes me think, like, the the one that is before this is the Ultra Magnus we see in, like, the movie and stuff. Yeah, like because the they're, they're, OG. Yeah, because they're like, the predecessor is returned. Spoiler alert. He's like, the predecessor has agreed to return. Which makes it seem like, oh, okay, they killed Ultra Magnus without killing Ultra Magnus. Right. Because, whatever, yeah, that works. I mean, it works. It really, and I'm curious how this fits in with the rest of the fiction. Like, yeah, because yeah, they made they made it very distinct. Like this happened a long time ago. They were like before Rom went to Earth, before the Cybertron or the Cybertronians went to Earth. This is like 200 years before that. Mm-hmm. No, Which is weird because no, I don't really understand no. where Beast Wars falls into all that shit. Well, Beast Wars is kind of a time machine thing. Yeah, Beast Wars yeah. happens between. When the Ark crashes on Earth and the Autobots wake up. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because in Beast Wars, they show Optimus Prime like yeah, they find dead, the Ark. but not dead. Yeah, they find him yeah. on the Ark. And, uh, but then they like go forward in time. So they go back in time when they fly to Earth. And then when they fly back to Cybertron, they go forward in time. And they're in the future. Yeah. Where Cybertron's not full of war, right? And that's Beast Machines. Beast Machines, actually, is when they get there after Megatron. The dinosaur Megatron has gotten there and he's taken over. Like, stolen sparks from everybody. Transformers, man. Well, that's even weirder on the new thing. It's even weirder on the new thing because they have, like, this golden disc. and The golden disc was in the old one, though, right? Yeah, but it was different. Golden disc in the old one was, like, the Voyager... Like the, the Autobots won in the old Beast Wars, the Autobots had won. They won the war. Yeah, they they were done, and the basically Megatron and his criminals grabbed the golden disc. They go to Earth. They were, and then the Autobots were chasing them because they were the last yeah. Decepticon army, right? It, basically, yeah, they're just a police force, from what I understand. Yeah. Anyway, tangent. It's uh, okay. It's still this is along the lines though because it's Transformers. Yeah, like actors. <laughs> I like. Uh, so we're we're just kind of in the end game. They basically Ultra Magnus fights this thing off long enough for him to open his spark so that they can shoot him and kill him. Um, talk about talk about an intense moment. You got the guy, the Golden Boy, through this whole book. Bumblebee's pleading. He just you know, he's in denial. He doesn't realize that his friend's gone, even though he's holding on to what left, what life he has left. Uh, Ultra Magnus, that is. Mm-hmm. Bumblebee's like, please don't do it, man. Please don't kill my friend. You know, he talks about it earlier when he explains that there's a different person inside the Ultra Magnus army. He's like, a lot of people don't know that, but some, for some reason, motherfuckers like to talk to me. <laughs> it's like, so that guy, and we were actually friends. Yeah, everybody tells me their secrets. Yeah, and so he's like, please don't kill him. And then Rom. Says, he says, hey, man. He squints his eyes and says, I wish there was. Yeah. He will go, He usually has those crazy circle red eyes, but now he squints them. Goes Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And smokes his ass. Get <laughs> off my lawn. I, like- then, I mean, Ultra Magnus is asking him to do it, too. So it's also like an act of mercy. It's not like. Right. He's like, hell yeah, I get to kill a Transformer. It's just like, Ugh. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm putting this on my list. <laughs> Uh, oh man! I like this moment when Star Drive suplexes Starscream. 
great. Yeah. I always like a good suplex. Especially because it's like, these are... I'm not saying that that's like an Earth thing, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> these are like freaking characters from the deepest reaches of the galaxy. And and at last, in the last-ditch effort, because he's a piece of shit, uh, <laughs> to get away with it, Starscream shoots that synthesizer <laughs> like they were kind of planning to do anyway. Yeah, they talked about how it would kill half the people on the planet if it exploded. Yeah, so... He, yeah, it's foreshadowing. Uh, he shoots it and runs away. I've always hated Starscream's uh, like arm blasters because they're not they're not on his wrist; on they're like shoulders. out of his shoulders. So yeah. just like so for him to like put his arm up to blast is just like he doesn't even really have to do that. He just kind of has to point his shoulder. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> this one they do. It is funny. They are out of his shoulder, but it does. Seem, it is weird because he's got to yeah. point straight forward. Like you said, yeah, yeah, it's weird. I have one, and I, I didn't realize I have a molo on his wrist. It wasn't until recently that I noticed that they came out of yeah. his shoulders. Yeah, uh, yeah. So even like the explosions in this, like the ex- the things going off. This I was, I was trying to follow this, and I didn't understand. Like they're just staying there. The it's explosions like a, going off. It, it to me. Now that I'm looking at it again, it almost seems like it's like a reactor that's like heating up but not exploding yet. Mm. Because Ultra Magnus is dead at this point. And Rom's like, yo, what is that inside his body? Is that another body? Yeah, there's another head <laughs> sticking out right here. Yeah, and Bumblebee's like, yeah, man, Autobots are weird. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Uh, uh... But then that guy's still alive. That the Veltrax was still alive, barely. Yeah, he shoots off. He like ejects off of uh, what Ultra Magnus when he dies, and he jumps forward only to be fried. Yeah, and somehow they all end up in space, just floating. Well, she yeah, she flies away with silva hanging onto her wing and valtrex hanging onto her wing but then he kind of disintegrates will be good out there i don't they don't explain any of that they don't explain <laughs> any of that how ultra magnus's body and yeah the rest of them get carried out into space to float around yeah yeah they're like, Bumblebee, you need to ride. And they're like, nah, man, the Ultra Magnus armor will eventually start to make its way back to Cybertron. Which is cool. Well, it said that it sends out a beacon when he dies. So he's like, somebody will pick us up. Yeah, but I thought it also, like, returned itself. Maybe, I don't know. He basically says, like, don't worry, someone will be here to help us soon. Um, Because it sends out a beacon. Yeah, it says it, it has a recall switch. It'll start heading home soon. Oh, well, damn. Yep. Uh, Somebody will pick me up. Yeah, so both. Both of those things. Yeah. He just kind of yeah, like that... settles itself in his arms. How depressing. Really? Just a but before body. that, he's like, she tries to quit again. And Rob's like, listen, you can't quit. <laughs> and she's like, no, I can't. Remember, I got cold earlier. That means I can feel stuff. Mm-hmm. Take this robot symbiote and shove it up your ass. Yeah, just rips off the armor. I like that it forms like an actual shape. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That was neat. She's like, if this is so important, you can fucking keep it. <laughs> and then she just bounces. Yeah. So there is an ending 
I mean, Ooh, you get several, three part epilogue. Yeah, you get several epilogues. Four part, five get, part. Sorry, <laughs> you get Megatron. <laughs> One more. You get Megatron calling Starcream. Uh, Starcream. God, I did it. Again. I love it. <laughs> Starscream, a failure. Uh, again, which story is, is live. Yeah, whatever. Just I don't like when the I idea that you can fail. <laughs> The IDW's Megatron has one thing that I really don't like about him, and it's the the swirlies on his chest. Yeah, like... it's, in, it's, in, it's in multiple versions. Like any IDW story I've read, Megatron has the like the weird swirlies on his chest. I'm just like, I don't. Like the pins from that the I, airbrush. Yeah, it's not that I hate it. I just don't understand. Like I don't understand. Not that I'm an expert illustrator, but I don't understand like making this bad. At, I'm just thinking about it like i'm designing this character i'm drawing the page you know like i make this badass megatron on the throne i'm just like yeah he needs these yeah you know what he needs <laughs> some pinstriping no seriously that's what it looks like like i've been to car shows before with the guy the little brush is like painting the pinstriping on the, the fancy car i just don't know why he's a fan guy yeah, i got my i got my boy back there he's got to be a fan favorite because there's no reason why he's in every single Transformers property. He's great. Soundwave. Like yeah, who doesn't like Soundwave? Um, He's always there. So we get another one where it's like these, uh, the the guys, they're like, we need to stay away from technology. The Dire Race? <laughs> yeah, say we stay away from technology because like... Because I, I, I didn't even read that one. I'm just so tired of the Dire Race. Yeah. Where I'm just like, God, they're bad. Basically just says like, if you look here, you see that this guy got shot out of the back of this robot. So <laughs> we just need to focus on magic and not not uh, technology. They need to blow up that hive thing that they have right there. Yeah. Uh, That's how to plant its belly button. <laughs> We get, uh, we see Optimus Prime finally. He says the same thing, you know. He's very Optimus Prime. You can hear it in his voice. Magnus, Convoy was a hero. Yeah, very Optimus Prime. I hate Optimus Prime for like, I like Optimus Prime, but he's also like very, I don't know, Optimus Prime. (laughs) I like Optimus Prime, but he gets his ass kicked a lot. A lot. And he's always winded. I feel like he's always out of breath. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, I don't want him to be like, give me your face. But I also don't want him. But he's like, he has the reputation of being like this ultimate badass, but he's always either getting killed or getting his ass kicked. Yeah, a lot. I think maybe it's his leadership skills that are really what people. It's his speeches. Yeah. I I remember watching, I remember being very young and watching the Transformers movie and he dies in like the first 10 minutes. And I'm just like, what the fuck is that? So I was I was watching uh, Toy Galaxy did a thing about the Transformers movie and how they wanted to kill off all these old characters. So you see uh, Megatron and Starscream and them, they get on this ship to go to Earth. Mm-hmm. And they kill everybody. They kill Prowl. They kill Hound. They kill all these characters. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, maybe not Hound, but anyway, all these major ca- Ratchet. They kill all these Ratchet. characters. Um, hey, real quick, then they go to Earth. They have this big war. They kill Optimus Prime. You know, all these major characters die, and it was mainly so Hasbro or whoever the Takara Hasbro could introduce new toys, like Optimus Prime. Yeah, get rid of the old guard. Bring in. Have you ever seen the original Rodimus Prime toy? 
Uh-uh. It's the worst. It looks so stupid. I like the newer one. Like they had a yeah. one that was like uh whatever brand that like DX or whatever. Well, they have one that's just like the, the so they have transform. It doesn't transform. It doesn't transform. It's oh, just okay. like the body. Yeah. It looks great. They have a lot of different levels like like this is like the studio series mm-hmm. you know grimlock and they have a studio series uh rodimus prime and they have like the regular rodimus and it gets out of control anyway back on track <laughs> yeah so optimus prime basically says like that's when he says the old ultra magnus will return which basically is a way to kill Ultra Magnus without people being like, how actually, how is Ultra Magnus dead when... So it was a great... Because I've never heard that before, Ultra Magnus. This is the first time ever that I've heard Ultra Magnus is a rank. Yeah, that's just cool, in my opinion. Which is very, really yeah, like, very yeah. cool. It's same with Prime, though. Because, I mean, yeah. with Rodimus, you got Rodimus Prime. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I did like that, but I, I, it was a very, it was a great moment, man, where Bumblebee's sad and like, it seems like no one really gives a shit that it wasn't really Ultra Magnus. It was a dude in there. Yeah. Like that was my friend. He wasn't just Ultra Magnus. I get it. He's like the fucking guy, but he was uh, my friend. <laughs> the fucking guy. <laughs> and then we get the epilogue four, the Soul Star Order, which is, they're talking to the council, I think. And they're basically having a dick measuring contest. The council's like, you guys ruined everything, and the the snake general, whatever. We don't ever see him. Yeah, second second time we've seen him. Yeah, he's like, don't talk to me like that, bitch. <laughs> it is cool that oh, they shit. have new people in their ranks, though, because you flash over and it's like new people that they're making knights. They're about to absorb into their symbiotic thing, but then you also see Rom just like he's kind of sad, man. Everything's kind of hitting him, which kind of sets the stage, like him going to Earth. Yeah. So the one confusing part I had is when you get to this epilogue, Star Drive goes, she just flies to this planet. She's kind of hanging out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get to choose whoever I want to be. I could be more than Cybertronian, more than a Soul Star Knight. And then it says, that was the day I was reborn. And in her eye, you see like these swirlies, like she was infected. But then yeah. it's just Fiend after that. Like, So I don't really know. I always thought her character was interesting. Like, there was always more to her character that, like, there has to be more to her character. Like, she was just a protoform that was happened to be out there. Why were they chasing them in the beginning? You know, there was a lot of mystery with her character in general. Yeah. And, but I don't know. I don't think there's a follow up to this. Yeah, I'm curious if if she's infected. If she's all three of those things. You know, she was the Soul yeah. Star Knight. She was a Sabatronian, and now she has this other wraith. But what the hell does that do for? I don't know. Yeah. The covers are great. The covers are really good. I like that these two properties came together. But, you know. <laughs> when, I re- when I got done with it, it again, it was a, it was a lot mm-hmm. of dialogue to get through. And then, then not just like regular dialogue, like hardcore nerd jargon dialogue to get through. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's nerd jargon yeah. that means nothing. Yeah, a lot of made up space stuff. <laughs> like this guy, yeah. the guy that wrote this, uh, John Barber, nerd. <laughs> nerd. That guy's that guy's a straight up nerd. Let's break it down. Overall, what do you think about the the story, plot wise, character wise? Uh, 
I will say that story wise, this was a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, but they're very low stakes. I will say that they're even at the end reading it, it was just like okay, yeah, like, it's a thirty minute Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, like you said, with most of these things, there really aren't a lot of stakes. It's interesting that they took out Rodimus. I mean, not Rod, uh, Ma- uh, Ultra Magnus. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you can't kill Bumblebee though. Yeah, and he's the only one that's like a namesake. Him, Starscream, Astro Train. Yeah. Um, I was excited when I saw Astro Train. I was just like, "Oh shit, that's cool." Yeah. Uh, but again, like, it, there's not a lot of stakes. It's just kind of a thing that happened. It was cool to read an IDW Transformers book. It was cool. Yeah, we haven't. We've been wanting to read more IDW books. Um. Which I think we will. There's a lot of Transformers crossovers. There's a lot of crossovers that I'm just interested in. You know, October is a spooky month. Spooky. Just in general. There is a Ghostbusters and Transformers crossover I think we'll read. And there's also a Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles crossover, which I never read. But uh, I need to because I love both of those properties so much. And I have read the Ghostbusters comic book and I like it a lot. So we'll see. But this book. It's hard because it's like there was a they were trying to jam pack so much just like extra stuff. Like it, it was a lot of cannon fodder. Like the environments that were just so wrecked and destroyed didn't really have any gravity. The first two issues were on this space station which just got destroyed and it just seemed like I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no. I... It just seemed like they were jam packing a lot and nothing none of it really meant anything. Yeah, I I don't know. As far as story and plot wise, I, I wasn't impressed. Um, no, overall, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was just. It seemed like there was a lot they were trying to. So you had to, you had to have existing knowledge of Transformers lore, mm-hmm. like not just Transformers, not just base knowledge. You had to have some like, you had to have some deep cuts, and a little with did. Rom. I mean, the same like with the... Rom. You had to have some deep cuts. <laughs> Like even I, I'm a Marvel ROM fan. I I've admitted I haven't read any of the IDW stuff because I just I have that Marvel series so close to my heart. I just kind of like don't know how how doesn't I don't know how it works without the Marvel characters for me. Uh, I do that the ROM is still the same character though, so I guess it works. But like as far as his of uh, the other knights, like the other knights in the Marvel book, they're all like they're gold. They're purple. They're bl- there's one that's black. Mm-hmm. They look really cool. Um, and even now, they can't use ROM because of the uh, what is it? Parker Brothers. Some weird deal that they created in the back in the day where they wanted to sell the licensing for the comic book to sell toys. They ended up didn't sell toys, and so they pulled that, and they could never make anything again. But they sold it to IDW, I guess. It's very but weird. <laughs> they can still use Space Knights in Marvel. Marvel owns the Space Knight part of it. Right. That's why they that's why they had to change them to Soul Star Knights. In the book Earth X, you know that story with like it's like the future and it's like all these different versions. There's like Bald Cap with the A carved into his head. It's like Earth X, Paradise X, Universe X. Mm-hmm. Alex it's like Alex Rock's Marvel Kingdom Come sort of story. There's a there's a part in that story where they go to like this nether realm type area and there's this humanoid 
fighting all these dire wraiths with it's like a guy with long black hair. He has Rom's gun. And they're like, who is that? He's like, that's the greatest warrior to ever live. He's the space knight, but they can't say it's fucking Rom and they can't show him in, in Rom form. So that's really cool. But it's just it's a weird it's such a weird deal that they they can't use that character like that. Not that anybody would give a shit about it now, besides like hardcore eighties not Marvel fans. It just it seems com this book is convoluted, uh for what it is. Yes. It could have cut a it could have cut a lot of it to still work. They try they could have did synthesizer. I don't know. That's, I'm not even gonna try to break it down. What'd you think about the art? I think the art was great, honestly. Yeah. Um there there were a few hiccups overall. I don't know if they had I know they had it said they had what two writers or two artists. I don't know. Um I don't remember. I'm not sure either, but there's three names on the front. Oh. Maybe uh, they are given the... Alex Milner. So one artist. Uh but it's written oh, by see? two people, Josh John Barber and Christos Gage. Ah. So the I think the art was good overall. It was pretty consistent. There were a few parts maybe that were a little weird. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Again, you know, I said earlier the Transformers are really cool to see in drawing form. Mostly, I'm just impressed, to tell you the truth. Like, I can't draw a mech to save my life, but it's cool to see somebody take the time. And even if they're not, hard, you know, they're not, like, so concerned about the the true dimensions of a transformer how it's going to be yeah. exactly like they do a good job of making it look like what the toy would look like or something that actually would transform yeah uh i agree anything technical uh as far as like the mechs and the space knights look cool the they did get really really loose with any of the space any of the soul, soul star knights that weren't rom mm-hmm. rom was always detailed to the t the other ones were just sort of like, sometimes they were detailed, but most of the time they were sort of like lazily just background characters. Which I guess, it makes sense. Rom's the name. It, it wasn't Soulstar Knights versus Transformers. Right. It's fucking Rom, Rom versus, he's, he's the Kobe Bryant, the Michael Jordan of this. So, um, the, the dire race were, were too much for me. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I didn't, I didn't like the Edgelord tentacle <laughs> vibe tentacle it's a, teeth. it was a little too it was a little too much for me but overall it was good Con- relatively consistent it was a lot going on always always too many words i'm sorry that shouldn't be a complaint when you're reading but like i i'm telling you i'm gonna put up a i'm gonna put it somewhere these word bubbles were packed they were a lot the every word bubble was jam-packed and then they also had inner monologue, which were all paragraphs. And I was just like, damn, man, this could have just been a splash page. <laughs> it didn't need all this exposition. It just didn't need it. It did. It did have a lot of ex- exposition. <laughs> yeah. I just, sure. It just didn't need it. Some of these pages could have been blank and I would have got the picture, man. Like that whole picture where, Ron, where Ultra Magnus is walking in the sunset. We got it. That was a there did, yeah. That could have been. There didn't thing. need to be. A, there didn't need to be a word on that page. We knew what was going on. 
Is that what Ultra Ma- You survived! We all knew that him being a shadowy figure would make everybody think it was him. We all got that. <laughs> we didn't need the paragraph of Bumblebee explaining what that was going on to us. I don't know. It was hard for me. This book was hard for me because I love Rom so much. So my review will be severely biased. Do I? What, what, was, I got? what did you say? <laughs> my review will be severely biased because it's a Rom book. Mm-hmm. And it's not Transformers versus Rom. It's Rom versus Transformers. Transformers versus Rom. Look what I found. You found it! Yay. Hey, you got. I went first last time. I need to think about this. I think I got it. I don't know. I gotta think. I gotta think for a second. We're in the grading process, folks. So if you're listening to the audio version, give us a few seconds. I usually trim the fat on these uh, these blank moments, so I, I probably will cut this out in gen- just anyways, but ignore me. I'll let you think. I'm going to go first, all right? Yeah, go first. I said that. I said you go first. I went first last time. Oh. (laughs) My bad. Um, I'm going to give this a... You know what, actually? I'm going to give it a, a J4. I was going to go this side, but I'm going to go this side, mainly for what you just stated about how much there was to know about Uh it. I think it could have been a fun story that you just kind of like, this is what this is. This is what this is. It could have been real fun. And like, they just kind of know who the Transformers are, man. We spent three issues explaining why Transformers are bad. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't Uh, even do like a. They even do like a exposition at the beginning, like a written part that tells what yeah. who this is and who this is. Which that would have been enough, but it just kept going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going. You did J four. Yeah, I was on C, like you said. I was interested to see where you're going to go with that. I'm going C nine. It's too much. Yeah, like I I get the toast. Yeah, I got the toast. Like shit, stop. Left it in there. Stop, stop, stop. It's like where you know you you know when a toaster's out, it's just like you got to play with it. You got to got to try to force it up. Yeah, it's it's toasted. Too much. Too much. Too toasted. Too toasted. Um, it's a rom book. It was not going to get like a super negative review, but it was just like it was cool to see rom again. Yeah, and this is like you said, this is a weird. It's a weird week as far as book. We just kind of found one. Um, Which it was cool because I had, I really, going into this, I have read zero ROM IDW. I've read Transformers IDW, but Transformers is like IDW's book. Yeah. It's like, it's like they're Batman. So they have multiple Transformer books. Mm -hmm. And they, they, first of all, they do crossovers with everybody. G.I. Joe. Fucking Back to the Future. I mean, they do crossovers with legit My Little Pony. They do crossovers with everybody um, because they are the Batman books. So I didn't. Ha- I had no idea what I was going into with this. I'm, I'm glad I read it. 
Can't say I'll rec- uh, read it again. Yeah. <laughs> Take all the words out. Maybe I'll flip through it. <laughs> Make it enough said. But. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, there it is. You got it. So yeah, we're circling the drain. We're circling the drain. Please rate us on whatever you're listening to right now. Spotify, Apple, whatever. Rate us. Yeah, leave us a review. Uh, at least hit the stars relatively yeah. high, uh, if you will. Even if you don't think we're relatively high, just do it. Because yeah. why not? Be sweet. Also, the book, which we'll have it up beforehand, but the book is available on our Amazon shop. So go there if you would like to purchase this book. I don't know if I recommend it, but you can if you want. If you <laughs> yeah, really, if anything we said interests you at all, then you want it in your collection. There you go. There's some great art in this. I think it's really you know it's cool. But um, yeah. what else? Check us out on Wednesday Pull Sime on TikTok. Wednesday Pull on TikTok. Uh, yeah. Simon Toast on Instagram. Wednesday Pull on Instagram. Uh, that's about it. Our website. Yeah, obviously our website. Wednesdaypool.com. Check that out. There's all kinds of articles. We got some amazing uh, writers on there that help us out a lot. If you, oh, one thing I want to talk about, just a very quick sidebar. I'm old. Simon's old. Facebook still take next month, man. If you listen to this show and you still happen to have Facebook, we recently brought on a guy. His name's TJ. He's going to be running our Facebook page and our Facebook group and sort of. I don't really know how to do Facebook. I don't know what to do with Facebook pages, but he's going to be sort of uh, running that. So we'll see what happens. So if you are on Facebook, join that page for whatever is going to be on there. I have no idea. (laughs) So do it. Invite all your friends to it. And yeah, we appreciate you guys. Yes. Thank you so much for all the listens. And uh, we're we're appreciative that you enjoy just us talking to each other, apparently. so Yeah, which is weird. BF- so weird. It's a BFD for both of us. So. <laughs> it anyway. definitely is. I had to do that. <laughs> BFD. It's a beef, flatus, and tomato. <laughs> we love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>